A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. These are the best stories from r slash entitled people of 2023, starting with the most upvoted post of the year. Neighbor's mother wants my husband's parking spot permanently. Our car was stolen in June and then returned to us at the end of July. It's being worked on and my husband has had to tell our neighbor's mother who visits that she can no longer park in our parking spot. All well and good until today when I'm coming home from some errands. The lady is in our stop asking for my husband and if there's a way he can extend her parking allowance in our spa. She explains that she is moving into the townhouse next to us to help care for her grandkids and she sees that our car is a lost cause. She said to us that losing our car was great so she can park closer to the townhouse and not have to park on the streets. What I told her and what my roommate slash landlord has told her is this. The car is being returned and instated in October and you have until then to make arrangements. This woman who I am assuming has no sense of reality said the chances of our car ever working are nil and that we should just give her the parking spot. By the way, our townhouses have assigned parking and guest parking spots are adjacent. I told her she has to wait until my husband comes home and to talk to him. But she literally said she won't talk to him and will just take the spot whenever she wants, regardless if we get our car working or not. The car is currently at my husband's father's being worked on. I know it seems petty, but I am considering calling a tow truck the next time she does this. Oh, and there's actually an update on this story as well neighbor who is the son of the woman has gotten involved and sided with us on the matter he's also told his mother to park in the guest parking spots from now on or do not come here at all wow i love that from the neighbor's son she also lied to me about moving in big surprise so far i was given a blessing that if she does it again to call a tow truck oh my goodness me that is a w kid right there right simple answer here tow the car that's all you've got to do get it done right that was the most upvoted post of the year from r slash entitled people now here are a selection of my favorite stories from the rest of the year so you get two new year's eve celebrations and i get none i am a bartender obviously when you sign up to be one you have to commit to busy periods christmas new year's eve halloween etc i don't mind working these i was rotated on to work new year's eve and whilst i did enjoy the shift i couldn't exactly celebrate the new year however in my city there's a bar that does a bartender's ball on the 1st of january every year so all bartenders that work new year's eve can have their own celebration do a fake countdown at midnight get drunk etc i was going to attend the bartender's ball seeing as i didn't get new year's eve off But I was rotated on an early shift today. I figured there's no point in me going if I can't drink and have to be home by 2am. So I looked at swapping my shift. One of my co-workers said she's happy to swap with me. She was off for New Year's Eve, meaning she's already celebrated and I can have my own celebration. It's a win-win. We both get to party in our own way. She tells me over and over that she's happy to swap. But when it comes time to swap the shift, suddenly she can't do it because she needs to take care of her child. Okay, I wouldn't mind that if it were true i don't get to enjoy new year's eve and now nor do i go to bartender's ball but she does she has new year's eve off 
and she decides to attend bartender's ball rather than going home to her child like she planned She comes into work today and has the nerve to try and talk to me about it. You should have come Yeah, well, I would have if you actually went home to your child and swapped the shift with me I get that i'm not entitled to a shift swap But don't use the I need to take care of my child card and then not take care of them No idea what happened to the kid. She was probably dumped on her grandmother like she always is I'm just fuming that my co-worker got two new year's eve celebrations and I got nothing Now this is just inherently selfish. I mean come on. This is absolutely ridiculous. So entitled. I agree If genuinely she had to go and sort out her child and that was a reason why she could no longer You know swap her shifts with you and she was apologetic about it I would say it's a shame but it happens but the fact that she's lying about it I can't get behind that. It's an absolute disgrace You have to go and talk to your manager and make sure this cannot happen again because this is so unfair She gets two of the biggest nights of the year off one that is maybe the biggest night apart from christmas day And another that's a massive night for you and bartenders across the country and maybe the world I don't know and you get nothing that is criminal My mother's behavior towards mine and my girlfriend's baby on the way. I'm seriously struggling at the minute. Me and my girlfriend have a baby on the way with not much time to go now before he's due. This will be mum's first grandchild and I appreciate she's super excited, but she's being too controlling and overprotective. Quite early on, she was just bombarding us with names that either myself or girlfriend didn't like. She took offense to it and started accusing my girlfriend of being too fussy and controlling slash not giving me a choice. For me, a lot of these names were associated with people I've met in my life and had bad experiences with and my girlfriend works in a nursery and had seen many kids over the years with most of the names who've been either dirty not looked after properly or really naughty children that she didn't want to associate with naming her child which i'm completely with she eventually calmed this down until recently i had a christmas present for my girlfriend delivered to my mum's, as nobody would be in at my home she decided to wrap it and write a label on it as being from bump which I politely asked her not to do as I didn't like it. I said it's a nice thought, but it's different next year when he's born, but not whilst he's still cooking away. Mum threw a big strop over it, accused me of being selfish and ungrateful. All the names under the sun, basically. And for what? Me saying I didn't like a Christmas tack? Then over the Christmas period, we've both agreed on a name that we both really like. Mum's decided she hates it though, and has since bombarding us with new name suggestions, trying to deter us away from it. I don't know if this post makes me sound petty, but it's becoming so stressful for me and my girlfriend. It's our baby, and my mum's behaving like it's hers. She wants to pick the name. It's everyone's fault if we don't like the name she suggests. World War Three for liking a name she doesn't. Both my grandma and stepdad even think she's being controlling and acting like the baby is hers. But if either say anything to her, she'll just shut them both down and kick off. My grandma fears for the baby's safety in my mum's hands. She just seems really unstable. My grandma has dementia and mum won't even care for her or visit unless my stepdad forces her to. Her number one focus is baby and it's getting too much. She's behaving stupidly entitled. Yeah, I think the most telling thing here is that your own grandmother is saying these things about her daughter, saying that she doesn't think that your child is gonna be safe in your mum's hands. That is potentially the biggest red flag I've ever seen with any grandmother-to-be scary and also this post is not petty at all if it's becoming that stressful for you and your girlfriend that you're this worried you're posting on reddit your grandma is saying these things about your own mother that's a terrifying spot to be in and yeah you need to do something about it or at least put some measures in place to make sure that your mum can have no more influence than she's already had entitled brother-in-law hates me but also thinks i'm going to get him a fancy job or a promotion
emotion. My significant other's brother is trying to reconcile with his family after years of estrangement. The reasons behind it are irrelevant to this story, and the explanation is too long to write out. For purposes of this post, let's just say that there was an innocent misunderstanding that caused a bad reaction from both my brother-in-law and the family. But my brother-in-law was ultimately to blame for the whole thing and had the very worst reaction possible. He admits that he was wrong, and the family owns their mistakes that are much more understandable and well-intentioned in my opinion. Everyone has apologized sincerely, and they're working on the relationship. Each family member had been texting and later calling him. I only met him once briefly before the big blow up, so we didn't have a relationship. He was invited to Christmas, which both my SO and I were worried about, but we still went to his aunt's house. Everything went well between my brother-in-law and the family, and I was so relieved and happy to see that. His wife and stepkids were very nice and seemed much more comfortable with us than him. Everyone liked them right away. The only problem is that he hates me. We work in the same industry, but I'm several rungs above him and five years younger. He asked around about me after he found out what I do, and it turns out that I used to be my brother-in-law's current boss's boss a few years ago. The thing is that I have a natural ability, for which I take no credit since I'm simply lucky enough to have been born with it, that makes my job much easier. There are only a few of us in our industry. He has to work harder for the same result. It's not fair, but it's also not my fault. This man spent three hours looking at me like I just killed his family. My SO says he's insanely competitive and absolutely seething because he can't really say much to me without coming off like the jerk he really is. I probably make double his salary, which annoys him as well. My SO isn't optimistic about this reconciliation and is worried that my brother-in-law will hurt his mum and aunt again. He's convinced that he's going to crawl back because they're both in their 90s now and he's hoping for an inheritance. We bought his mum's house and there isn't much else to inherit. I don't know my brother-in-law well enough myself to determine if he's actually that type of person, but I've also got no reason to doubt my significant other. My brother-in-law told my significant other that he wanted me to get him hired with one of my clients or recommend to his boss that he get a promotion and a raise. My SO told him to ask me himself, but according to him, my brother-in-law never would because that would be admitting that he needs my help and that he's beneath me. He would have to show me his work, which would be demeaning apparently. Let's hope he's right. I'm happy to have a hi, how are you, nice weather we're having, bye type of relationship because he's my SO's brother, but I'm not sticking my neck out for this jerk. Obviously, I will never say one word about work in his presence. Here's to hopefully seeing very little of him in 2023. Yeah, no real surprises here. Of course, your brother-in-law who hates you wants to get a promotion through you that he hasn't earned and has no real right to even ask you for in the first place. Doesn't really surprise me at all. That is literally the epitome of this subreddit. I mean, this opinion of mine is just compounded by the fact that he's only coming back into your family's lives when he thinks that someone might die and he wants a little bit of money. If that doesn't just show how entitled he is, I don't know what does. Give me your property you don't need it right now and the unexpected mvps i thought stores would be closed off or working much shorter hours during the holidays once i got to the store i saw that i was sadly for the people working there mostly wrong but that meant i would not need to buy as much as i initially thought I brought with me three reusable shopping bags, but I ended up needing just one. While I can't say I have an emotional attachment to their bags, I do like them very much. I bought them because I love the design, color, and print on them, and gave a bit more money than one would buying reusable shopping bags in the grocery store. They're nice, practical, and I like them. I finished loading my stuff onto the conveyor belt at the cash register and put the separator so that the person behind me does not waste time but start uploading their haul. Last, I put my three bags on top of my stuff because I had them in the shopping cart while I was picking stuff up. 
While I'm fishing out my wallet from my purse, I catch a flash of color in my periphery. I look up and see the woman behind me reach over and take two of my bags. Confused, I stutter. Excuse me, those are not store bags. Those are my own property. Please give them back to me. I know these are not the store ones. I'm not an idiot. This store has red bags with their logo on them. Then why are you taking my property? You don't need all of them. Your groceries will fit nicely into just that one. I need these. Mind your own business and stop making a scene. Now I'm confused and getting irritated. I'm making a scene for confronting her politely about taking my stuff. But before I can even react, the older gentleman who was a customer before me in the line and has just finished paying his bill, as well as the cashier, round on this woman. You will give her back her property or I will have the security escort you out, says the cashier. How dare you behave as you are the one being inconvenienced. You take this girl's property and tell her she doesn't need it and should not resist you. If you need reusable bags, just buy them for yourself, says the man. The woman starts huffing and puffing. Now, wait just a minute. Why are you all making such a scene? The cashier all but yells. Now, I'm not negotiating or listening to you. Taking the property of others is stealing, no matter how you try and reason it. The cashier then picks up a mic and calls security to the register and looks at the entitled woman sternly. So, what will it be? The woman gives me back my bags while mumbling something about, it's just a few worthless bags. I thank the cashier and the old man and go on my merry way. I didn't do much but stand my ground, but the cashier and the old man were the MVPs. It did warm my heart that people saw something nasty and immediately jumped in to correct the foul behavior. Happy holidays, everyone. A classic entitled parents story here, one that we've seen an iteration of many, many times. I just don't know what possesses these people. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Why? Why take someone else's stuff? Why do you need their bags in the first place? Just, if anything, buy your own ages ago. Or if not, just get them on the day. It's so weird. Like, for me, reading this is something that I would never, ever consider doing. Like, you would never even go to that length in your own mind. Like, your own inner monologue wouldn't go, Ah, I wish I could steal her bags. Like, it just makes no sense to me. Some things are so outlandish that I would just never understand. But that is entitled people. A crazy Karen followed me home. So, this happened a few years ago. For some context, I was a 22-year-old female, though I do have a baby face and could pass for 16, 17 years old easily. I had a Yamaha motorbike, 125cc, meaning it could easily go 70 miles an hour. My dad raced motocross, and I've been riding bikes my whole life. He taught me all the road rules and safety do's and don'ts. So one day, I'm riding to visit my uncle, who lived in the middle of nowhere, and the roads there are all 50 miles an hour and have extreme bends, and on each side of the road is a massive ditch. I'm going 55 miles an hour, only slowing when the bends are bad. Cue a Karen with three kids, all under 10, in the back, tailing me. And I mean tailing within a couple of feet to the back of my bike. I speed up to ignore her, and she pulls her minivan to the side of me and tries to force me to the edge of the road, which is just a ditch. I slow and let her pass, my heart racing as I barely kept my bike upright. You'd think this is where it ends, right? Nope. I was maybe a few miles from my uncle's at this point, and I have to go through a village high street to get there. As I'm going through, I see Karen. Her minivan is blocking the street, and she stood with her door open in the road. Her arms out as she tries to stop me and force me off. I just managed to get past her as onlookers were yelling at her to stop. I go the last few streets of my uncle's and stop down the road, parking my bike and taking my helmet off. With a screech, Karen's minivan pulls up in front of me and she runs for me, screaming. What the frick is wrong with you? You don't know how to drive? When I just stare at her, she screeches again. Only cars can drive in the road. 
bikes have to drive on the side or pavement. Yeah, nope, that's so wrong. That thing can't go fast enough to be on the road. You should have pulled over when I told you to. I'm going to report you. At this point, I see my uncle coming outside, his eyes shifting between the Karen and me. Now, something to know about my uncle and me is that we are crazy close, both pranksters. Also, my uncle is six foot and not a small man. So, without skipping a beat, I put on a fake sad face and run to him, screaming in a terrified voice. Daddy, this lady tried to grab me off my bike and followed me home. Now, where I live, you can get a provisional license before 18, meaning that I could have been a minor. Try not to laugh. My uncle puffs up his chest and yells out of the woman who had run after me and was now behind us. You followed my little girl home? She's a child. Karen's face went white as she tried to defend herself, only for my uncle to interrupt her. As loud as he could, making sure every nosy neighbor had come out, he screams, What are you? Some kind of pervert? I'm calling the police. Without blinking, Karen runs for her car, speeding off with three confused looking kids in the back. As soon as Karen was out of view, I told my uncle what happened and we both laughed as we went inside to see my aunt laughing as she'd watched the whole thing through the window. And there we go, saving the most crazy entitled people story for last. I don't really know what I've just read. All I have is the image of this Karen with her car door open, her hands out wide standing next to it, trying to stop a 125cc motorbike. How dumb can you be? If anything, uh, if it wasn't illegal, I'd say just drive into her and see what happens then. See if she's still entitled after that. I mean, yeah, a little bit dark, but what's she going to do about it? She is the one that's standing in the middle of the road trying to stop oncoming traffic. She deserves it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. My entitled ex-family shows up at my job. Hey Reddit fam, with the title of this one, you know it's a clusterfuck. This happened Friday night and I've been struggling to put into words just how insane it was. My ex-in-laws and my ex showed up at my freaking job during the biggest event of the year. Every year at my job, there is a Christmas themed party. The dancers dress up as sexy elves, my boss dresses up as Santa, the bartenders dress up as reindeer, and the bouncers dress up as snowmen. The place is beautifully decorated as a winter wonderland, with a huge throne for my boss to sit on and custom poles for the dancers to dance around him. It's a huge thing at my job, and it's always one of the highest grossing nights of the year. It's advertised all over town that people can come, get their pictures taken with us, sit on Santa's lap, and enjoy a fun evening with custom Christmas music made by a DJ. We even have Christmas themed drinks, guys. And they're so good. I was so excited for it because I started working there this year. So it was my first time being part of this event. I was dancing that evening. So I was dressed up as a sexy elf. I was feeling great. It was pretty late into the evening around midnight when this incident took place. I was dancing on stage when out of nowhere, I heard the shrieking sound of my ex-mother-in-law crying. I turned around and there they were. My ex-mother-in-law, my ex-father-in-law and freaking Bill. My ex-mother-in-law was slapping at Bill's arm and pointing at me. I couldn't make out what she was saying over the music. All I could hear was the shrill sound of her voice. I started looking around for Kyle, my boyfriend. I couldn't see him, but I did see other bouncers, so I waved at them, trying to get their attention. We have a special wave that when a bouncer sees it, they know to come running. 
Bill comes to the stage and starts shouting at me while the men around him were waving cash at me. He tells me to come down and to come with him, that I was bringing shame to his family. I ignored him. I saw a couple of bouncers heading for us, so I kept dancing, believing I was saved. That was protocol. Call the bouncer and keep working to avoid making a scene. It was then that I felt someone grab my ankle and pull. In my panic, I fall and let out a scream. I look up and it's Bill. He'd pulled himself onto the stage and grabbed me. I start kicking at him with my other foot until the bouncers finally got there and pulled him away from me. I feel someone else grab me and I screamed again, but when I looked up, I saw it was Kyle. Bill and my ex-in-laws were taken into the office while I was taken backstage to ride out the panic attack. Kyle held me until I calmed down. The police were called and I got to watch as Bill was forced into the back of a police cruiser in handcuffs. He's being charged with public disturbance, assault and trespassing. My boss was talking to my ex-in-laws, telling them not to come back and warned them the police would be called if they did. Despite how angry he was, my boss was pretty calm and polite. I then heard my ex-mother-in-law shouting about how she was going to take me to court to take my children away from me because a godless woman like me wasn't fit to be a mother. I couldn't take hearing that and I rushed at her. Kyle had to grab me and stop me, but I was screaming at her that she was a psychopath and she would never get her hands on my kids again. That she'd raised a lying, cheating, emotionally abusive scumbag. She raised her hand to slap me, but the bouncers and police got between us. She and my ex-father-in-law got into their car and drove off after being threatened with arrest. After karma had been restored, we all went back inside and resumed the party. I made good money that night. Even Samantha, my job's entitled gossiper, couldn't deny what Bill and my ex-in-laws did was crazy. Over the weekend, I got a call from someone claiming to be Bill's ex-girlfriend, the one he cheated on me with. I asked her how she got my number and she said she had her ways. She said she decided to call me after Bill called her begging to get bailed out. She told me that during their relationship, my ex-mother-in-law treated her terribly and compared me and her in a lot of ways and always acted like she wasn't good enough. She was relieved when they went to Greece, believing her and Bill's relationship could be salvaged at that point. But she was wrong. Bill would also talk about me a lot and she was also crying about being compared to his ex. When I got the job at the club, his behavior became more erratic. She told me that she confronted him after he was thrown out of the club because word travels fast and she heard about the whole thing. He got angry and slapped her and then threw her out of his house. She got him arrested and he was fired from his job as a result. I thanked her for the information and promptly told her never to call me again. She asked me why and I told her that she had no issue cheating with Bill and hurting his wife and kids and that she was only calling me to get back at him for what he's done to her. I hung up and blocked her. I plan to go file for a restraining order today, but now I'm armed with more information that will make the process so much easier and go so much faster win for me and there we go that is the end of the first post of this episode however the post that i'm about to read you is actually a continuation of this story because believe it or not more actually happens as a result of this now i've got to say when i read the title of this i thought okay it doesn't sound too bad i didn't think that your ex's family showing up to your job could possibly go as badly as this it's great to see that there was some justice in the end but as i said this is just the beginning here is an update to this post update ex-mother-in-law got arrested Hey Reddit fam, I wanted to come on here and give a little update into everything going on. For the people new to my story, I'm in general a magnet for entitled, trashy, and psychotic people. Yeah guys, I've read more posts from this user before, not related to the incident I just read, and let me tell you, they attract a lot of entitled people. That is for sure. I don't know what it is about me that draws them in, but they flock to me like moths to a flame. My mother is Beazle and then the B word for those who know me. That is what OP calls their mum. In the last post, you guys all saw how my ex-in-laws and ex-husband, Bill, showed up to my job during the biggest event of the year. 
Yeah. I am an exotic dancer and bartender at my current job, if that wasn't obvious. My ex is bitter that I'm now in the best shape of my life, and I look damn good compared to when he and I were together. I'm dating an amazing guy named Kyle, and my kids are doing great. On to the crazy. So after my ex-in-laws were banned from my job, I sought the counsel of an attorney. I didn't want to wait it out anymore in hopes that they would just go away like I have in the past. I'm going for the jugular with this, so to speak. I filed for an emergency restraining order, citing my kids and I aren't safe around my ex-mother-in-law and my ex-husband. My ex-father-in-law is just a shell that lets my ex-mother-in-law get away with stuff and doesn't put her in her place. My restraining order was granted temporarily within 24 hours, thanks to all of the evidence I was able to provide. My ex-in-laws and Bill were both served that very same day. We had a hearing on the 23rd where I was able to plead my case and the judge got to see all of the evidence I had proving why Bill and my ex-mother-in-law are dangerous for me and my kids. My ex-mother-in-law tried to pull a classic tactic of crying and wailing whenever I talked so the judge would have to stop the proceedings to tell her to shut the frick up. Eventually, I got through what I wanted to say and showed what I wanted. Then my ex-mother-in-law and Bill were given the chance to say their piece. My ex-mother-in-law shushed Bill and completely stuck her foot into her mouth by blabbering on about religion and how God is judging me for not coming home to my husband's rule. The man is the Lord, while the woman is the subservient slave to his will, and I will burn in hell for not honoring our marriage. The judge reminded her that Bill and I are legally divorced, and my ex-mother-in-law shouted at him that no power on earth has the right to sever a marriage that is morally and spiritually binding forever. I was chosen to be Bill's wife by God, and I will honor it or there will be consequences the judge asked her what she meant and my ex-mother-in-law tried to play coy and said op will see the judge then asked bill to say his piece bill looked uncomfortable he tried to stand up but his mum grabbed his arm and told him to sit down the judge threatened to hold her in contempt and she let go grumbling at him bill then stood up and moved away from his mum. he started ranting about how crazy she is and that he didn't want to be there He thought he could manipulate me into sleeping with him, but he got tossed out on his butt when he tried and he gave up then and there. His mum is the one that is doing all of this and he wants no part of it anymore. His life is ruined because everything he's done has been in an attempt to appease her and it's blown up in his face. He then begged the judge to uphold the restraining order because his mum has told him that she plans to hurt me if I didn't comply with her demands. He said she was dangerous and unhinged and suggests she needs some kind of psychological help. His mum was freaking speechless, but one couldn't deny the look of absolute guilt plastered on her face. Turns out she does need psychological help. My ex-father-in-law then stood up and asked to say a few words. The judge agreed because he looked to be entertained by the three ring circus playing out in front of him. He went up to the stand besides Bill and confessed to the judge that my ex-mother-in-law is suffering from the effects of dementia and it's been a closely guarded secret between them for the past two years. My ex-mother-in-law was receiving treatment but stopped when Bill and I moved away from the old states. Since then, she's gotten worse and he fears what she will do if left allowed to roam free. They've always been religious, but when my ex-mother-in-law stopped treatment, she began experiencing psychotic episodes and illusions of grandeur. He also confessed that if I'd agreed to let them take my youngest to Greece, my ex-mother-in-law had no intention of bringing him back. My jaw hit the floor. My ex-father-in-law looked at me and pleaded for forgiveness for not putting a stop to the insanity sooner. Bill also apologized for the hell he'd put me through, stating he'd been an idiot and hoped that I could forgive him. Everything seemed to fall into place and things made sense. I never mentioned it, but I did notice whenever I saw my ex-mother-in-law, she'd be forgetful, stare off into space. She seemed confused at times, and sometimes she didn't know who people were. 
I just thought it was an act to avoid dealing with people It was then that I heard my ex-mother-in-law shrieking She got up and ran at my ex-father-in-law and began beating on him until the bailiff pulled her off of him She was put into cuffs and the judge ordered her to undergo 90 days in a psychiatric treatment facility She screamed wailed and kicked as she was carted out of the room The restraining order was granted for a year I was completely numb and had no reaction when the verdict was given. I was confused and gobsmacked out of my freaking mind at what I just heard. I almost didn't believe it even happened and I wondered if that edible I ate beforehand to calm my nerves was screwing with my head. I spoke to my ex-father-in-law after court. He's taking Bill back home to the old state to help him get back on his feet. He promised me that he and Bill will never bother me again and once my ex-mother-in-law is released, he will ensure she doesn't either. I went home and hugged my kids and we went out to look at Christmas lights that night. So there you go. That is the end of that one. Uh, If you thought the first post was a bit mental, wow. Just imagine, picture right now in your head, this mother-in-law in court just going completely mental not even letting her own son speak when it is directly about him very very strange and yeah the more i think about it and the more i read there the more i realize that it's probable that it's just this woman that's behind everything and she is the main issue here now i get it she has dementia that is obviously a big shock however there's a difference between having dementia and being a horrible person right like dementia doesn't make you horrible sure it can make you extremely confused and forget things because that's obvious but it doesn't make you go mental at your son's ex and just completely try and ruin their lives that doesn't really link up i'm very happy to hear that you and your kids had a good christmas and honestly despite the fact that this woman is just mental i hope she gets the help that she clearly very much needs now although that is the conclusion of that story for now at least we do have one more now the title of this one is gonna shock you kicked out of a restaurant for breastfeeding I am a 17 year old woman and I feel so humiliated. I can't believe i'm writing this So a couple of days ago, I went on a walk with my baby to a park on the way back I was pretty hungry and stopped by this cafe place for a quick buy and ordered a soup I pay and sit at a table then my baby gets fussy and I know it's time for her to eat I had a bottle packed but realized I accidentally left it at home. So I just gave her the boob Then I hear a lady go are you serious? I didn't think anyone was talking to me, so I minded my business because that's what you do when nobody's bothering you. Then I felt some harsh tapping on my shoulder and the same lady going, excuse me? Annoyed someone's hitting my shoulder, I turn around and go, excuse you? Karen's like, that's inappropriate. You need to stop. I'm like, stop what? She says, are you freaking stupid? Of course you are. That's probably why you have a baby so young. That was a good one. I'll give her that. She says something about this being a public place and she doesn't like that I'm exposing myself in front of her husband who's sitting at the table next to us watching his wife act stupid and I should go to the bathroom to take care of that or something. And I shouldn't bring a newborn baby. My baby is obviously too big to be a newborn out in public anyway because of Corona and stuff. She wasn't even wearing a mask and was all up in my face. So obviously not that concerned about Corona. And also guys, this was posted just a few days ago I don't know about you, but I feel like Corona is kind of done now. Now look, I'm not going to go to the bathroom because that's weird. And I'm not leaving because I'm waiting on my soup. I tried to politely tell her I'm not leaving. And if she's worried about Corona, she should back up away from me and my baby. And everyone can mind their business like normal people. She says, okay, I'm telling. Sorry, is she two? How mature? She walks off and I look over at her husband. And he says, you should be more modest. I just cringe at him and look away because I'm not about to argue with a grown man. 
The manager eventually comes over and says, I need to stop or leave. I'm kind of mind blown because I thought kicking someone out for breastfeeding was illegal, but apparently not. I said, well, she's hungry and she's going to cry if I stop. And I'm not leaving because I'm waiting on my soup, which they said would take 20 minutes because of something going on or whatever. And at this point, there's at least 15 minutes left. So can I get a refund? He said they don't do refunds, but you can give me restaurant credit like a gift card or something. But I'm definitely not going back there. So I'm not going to need that. And I just left. Of course, Karen mumbled a few things about me being in slur here or whatever to the manager. And I told her to shut up. Then she started screaming, but I walked out the door before I could hear her to raid on me and the manager stopped her from following me. I'm in Los Angeles, by the way, which isn't a really conservative area. But yeah, my first experience with a Karen. Okay, that's the end of that one. Now I've got to say this one is extremely controversial. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see that I've got the comments up on screen right here. There's a lot of information in these comments about what has exactly happened here and how what actually occurred is not only illegal, but downright disgusting as well. So first comment right here, breastfeeding is allowed in public in all 50 states in america you'll find lots of information here if i'm successful with adding this link it does start off mentioning new jersey because that's where i am however it goes on to list important facts that relate to breastfeeding throughout the u.s don't let people like this prevent you from taking care of your child in the way that is best for them and best for you okay so as you can see i'm on the link now breastfeeding state laws and if you come down just to here here we go all 50 states the district of columbia puerto rico and the virgin islands have laws that specifically allow women to breastfeed in any public or private location so there you go it literally says it in writing right here that you're allowed legally so i don't really understand why you've been told to, to leave why you've been kicked out when it's literally written right here that is the law you're allowed to do that therefore what the manager did is actually illegal and i think you need to do something about it right opie has said as well here i found some info about the owner online i emailed him saying what happened i know the place of security cameras since they have that weird smile you're on camera sign also suing takes some money which i don't have a lot of time to waste being a mum, fine and they can't imagine that they sue and win get a great compensation and the five dollars they pay for the soup content getting the manager fired though that is fair like it's not really in your interest to spam and like put all the effort in just for what a little bit of money that you might get you might not even get that much to be fair as you say but yeah i agree you need some form of like not even physical compensation but justice to be done here because you were not treated fairly and here we go one more comment is linking ll usa la leche league usa they need to be informed of such actions they are the ones who have made it possible for women to feed our children without shame. Please reach out to them. And as you can see, this is all about finding breastfeeding support, commit to helping families reach their nursing goals in any sort of, you know, domain. So it's crazy. I didn't know that that was the law in America because I don't live there. But maybe you guys that are American, when you were like looking and reading along with me right there, were thinking this is not legal. And clearly, something needs to be done. Get in the comments. What do you reckon should happen next? I'm the customer, so you have to date me. This is another story from the world of customer service and Burger King. Our characters are myself, my co-worker who I'll call Barbie, and the villain of this piece, Jack. Now let me start by saying I'm fine with people who can break the script on customer service, on either side, and I'm all for looking for love wherever you want. But know that when she says no, she means it. Also, this guy was so creepy, he'd give online incels a run for their money. So I was in charge of babysitting the newbies for the day, as we just had a fresh crop of them whisk in. The rate of retention was low, and I was perhaps the one guy who worked on all areas at some point, so I had to train everyone. One newbie was Barbie. She was 16, and as much of a Barbie girl as you can get complete with the shiny blonde hair and bubbly personality. She was on the tilt to my right, and in comes Jack. 
She is busy taking his order when all of a sudden he decides to ask her for her number Now i'm sure that she's used to it as she brushed it off and just said sorry i'm seeing someone So would you like your meal large? Nah, i give large. I don't buy it Jack said as if he could impress her with his vulgarity. Okay, so any sides she asked She wasn't gonna break from the script purely out of discomfort I think at this point I was finished with my customer and turned my attention on this guy depends. Can I have you as my side? I'd love to make a meal out of you Jack told her the sheer cringe was uncomfortable for all of us except him. Do you need me to step in? I asked her i'm okay, but can you stay near she asked No worries. I said is this your boyfriend jack asked no, but you're making me feel uncomfortable You're like 10 years older than me and you're creeping on me. She told him I think that she was hoping he would just realize what he was doing and give up no such luck Honey, i'm your customer. This is part of customer service So just give me your number and my order and i'll come by later to pick you up. He replied The sheer entitled attitude towards her was starting to annoy me and her Sir, i'm just going to be blunt with you I'm not going to allow her to deal with you any further You're going to either finish your order with me and it will be a takeaway or you can leave now I said barbie quickly took a step back from the till and let me take her place. Hey, that's not cool We're both guys here. No blocking me man jack exclaimed He was actually angry because I wouldn't let him hit on her I told Barbie to go into the kitchen and grab a drink of water or something while I dealt with him I honestly don't care if you think because we're both guys you're entitled to make my front counter team uncomfortable You have a right to order food from here for now If you continue with this behavior, i'll simply have you leave. I told him I was hoping that my stern voice was enough to get him to focus It was not So this guy continues with his order for a moment before redirecting his attention to barbie who had just popped her head out of the kitchen to see if she was in the clear and he clicked on immediately when he noticed her why can't you just take my order and give me your number all i want to do is give you some he shouted at her she immediately fled as the manager on shift came out of the dry store after hearing the commotion i immediately signaled them to call the security staff for the shopping center before turning back to the customer sir i'm going to have to ask you to leave now as i don't feel comfortable with you even being in the same place as my colleague Now, please leave. I'm going to cancel everything off your order and you won't be served any further by any colleague here. I informed him. I'm not leaving until I get her number. Do you even know who I am? He said as if knowing who he was would change my opinion on him. No, but you're not harassing my colleague for her number so you can act like a big man. You look closer to my age than hers. And so you should know that acting like this is inappropriate. I have no problems with a guy asking a girl for her number. But when she says no, it means no. I explained to him since when when a says no you simply pay her more money it's the same here when she says no you keep asking until she says yes he replied as if this means he's in the right all of a sudden a moment later security walked in the manager walked out to point out the customer who was still irate because he couldn't get a girl's number i'd already cancelled his order on the tills but he was still refusing to leave until he got her number Security just walked behind him and tapped him on the shoulder. Sir, you'll have to come with us, the security guard said. But she hasn't given me her number yet, he told them. And she won't. Now please leave, I told him. With this, he finally admitted defeat and skulked away. I don't know what made him think that he was entitled to her, but I'm just glad that she was protected properly. You can ask a girl out, but you can't harass her if she says no. When Barbie left that day, she was driven home by one of the female members of staff who finished at the same time. She actually came back as well, and I made sure that she was okay to keep working on the tills before I put her back on them that day. I might call her Barbie, but she was a boss Barbie if anything. 
good on her for not letting him shake her I'm a single bachelor myself and I understand that flirting is okay So long as you don't act like an entitled idiot and mistreat someone who isn't interested Also as a rule of thumb when you're over 25 Don't even bother hitting on a girl who is 16 and actually looked younger due to her baby face That's just creepy. My rule of thumb with age range is normally six years younger to six years higher. If you have a different one, that's fine, but don't be that creepy. I don't know what people's opinions are on sexual harassment on here, but I hope that you all appreciate that you should never act like this to anyone ever. No one is entitled to date anyone. It's a privilege to have a partner in love and life, no matter how long it lasts. I mean, just what a start to the episode. What goes through someone's mind? I'm the customer, you have to date me. I'm not taking no for an answer. And that's without even getting into the fact that this person, this creep, is probably about 10 years older than this poor girl. Let's just, oh, it's disgusting, it really is. Not just the fact that you're so persistent and just harassing someone, but the fact they're also 10 years younger than you. It's disgusting. Can I just say, first of all, fair play to you, OP, for standing up for your co-worker. But the main thing I need to say is this girl is actually amazing. If you're a 16-year-old doing your job and you're put in this position, an older man who's probably, let's be honest, quite, I don't know, intimidating or just downright weird and creepy, that's for sure. And you can just calm down and act like you did and say no and carry on being a great professional in the situation. That is actually elite. And I really hope that she not only gets the job, continues to work there, but also, you know, moves up through the ranks as quickly as possible because she has a bright future, that's for sure. Entitled mother tried to steal my tablet. So I went from zero to 100 to make her back off. First time poster here, and I'm still in awe about the audacity of some people. I've read about entitled people, but outside of my school, I've never been in contact with any of them long enough to deal with them. That was until recently. I am a 33-year-old man, and I'm an ELA teacher based in China for the last three and a half years. First, a little bit of information before I get to the story. There's a bit of a pay gap between foreign and Chinese teachers. This is a well-known fact, but only the most opportunistic people like to capitalize on it from time to time, if you're not careful. It could be anything from charging more at stands to, on the rarest of rare occasions, guilting us into complying. Trust me, it's happened, and those select few people are not apologetic about it. Now, onto the story. It was Chinese New Year, and I was on the train to Chongqing to visit a friend. I don't like flying, and I really like trains. Now, I had my Samsung Tab S8 Plus, and was watching Final Fantasy VII Advent Children with Bluetooth. Suddenly, I felt something nudging against me. I looked to see a kid, maybe in elementary, trying to look at my movie. So I turned off my Bluetooth and turned the tablet to him so that he could watch as well. Yeah, that sounds weird, but being a teacher here, you get used to it. Anyway, he was really immersed. And though I couldn't understand him, I could tell that he was enjoying it a lot. He was trying to talk to me, but his English wasn't so good and my Chinese was worse. So he opted for, I like this, so cool, me too, and things like that. Very basic English. He was a sweet kid and he got to watch the whole thing before our stop. He even said Chongqing and I said, me too. He waved goodbye and ran back to his mum, and I began to pack my things so I could get off. Then it happened. A woman approached me with the kid and in perfect English demanded my tablet. She literally said, give me your tablets. I thought I was in twilight zone and I wanted to ensure I heard her correctly. Excuse me? Give me your tablet. I want my son to have it. I refused. A simple no. And she said those magic words that I'd begun hating to hear. But you're a foreigner. You can just buy another one. Now, a couple of things. 
One, I don't know if the kid really wanted my tablet or not. And frankly, I didn't care. And two, I come from a family that has taught me to never let anyone make you feel less than others. If somebody tries to take my dignity, it's not going to end well for that person. And no, I don't actually have to fight to get my point across. Fair warning, I'm paraphrasing the confrontation because it lasted a lot longer than I cared for. I said, no, I can't. I have to save to buy this. You could do the same. No, you can give me yours and stop being selfish. Again, I countered. Or you can stop being an entitled female dog and buy your own. It was my first time seeing a shocked Pikachu face. And to rub salt in the wound, I added, shoo shoo. She did go away, only to come back with the police. Now that I should have seen coming, but I didn't because I was focused on getting off the train. Lucky for me, the policeman also spoke English with great fluency. He was also really polite and obviously not in the mood for any of this. Sir, this woman says that you stole her tablets. I saw the woman behind him with a triumphant smirk while speaking Chinese. I let out a sigh. I'd already wasted enough time on this nonsense. So I did what I always did when I wanted to get my point across in the quickest way possible. I turn cold. In fact, my students refer to it as me turning into Bing Ayoshi, ice teacher. I looked at the police officer and said, I'll make a deal with you. I'm going to use my fingerprint to unlock this tablet. If it doesn't work, she can have it. If it does work, I get to bash her face in. Wow. That woman's Pikachu face came back so fast that the officer even had a shock look. He asked me if I was serious. And I said, definitely. I guess the woman saw my face and tried to backpedal, but I wasn't going to let her go until I made my points. When she tried to leave, I said, where are you going? I thought you said this was yours. The woman looked to the police for help, but as I said, he was not in the mood. She said something in Chinese to the man, only for the man to give a short reply. I guess he wasn't going to entertain this and made sure I didn't hit her. How dare you? You had the nerve to try and take something that's mine because I'm a foreigner? You're disgusting. You should be ashamed of yourself. The woman had a mixture of fear, shock, and anger on her face when I finally asked, is this your tablet? When the woman said no, I leaned my head in towards her and barked, what was that? She finally said that the tablet was mine before taking her kid and leaving. The kid did wave goodbye to me despite his mother's objections and I smiled and waved back. The officer asked me if I was serious about hurting her and I told him the truth. I wouldn't have hit a woman over an object. He laughed and wished me a happy Chinese New Year. I told my friend about this and we had a good laugh. Well, OP, when you said at the start of this story that often locals, you know, pick on or choose to go after foreigners because they know they're more wealthy or earn more from their jobs, I didn't think it would be like this. You know, I didn't think it would be actually trying to steal or at least get for free their technology products. That is a new level. Again, as I always say, whenever I read stories like this involving a kid that's pretty innocent, having a great time, and then their entitled parent that is like this, I really hope that they grow up and don't become like their parent because, uh, you know, we've seen it too many times before. What can happen to a very innocent young kid just enjoying a program on an iPad and then it gets ruined by their mother. Sad, but it is the way that the world works. Wow, OP's actually just put a little edit in the comments um, and they actually say that their colleague at work saw this post and told OP that he got lucky because according to him, some cops would arrest foreigners just for making threats to Chinese locals. He told OP that he's seen cops force foreigners to give their possessions to liars without getting them back despite reporting them. Sure, they get in trouble, but you're still without your possessions. Wow. I've got to say that this police officer in this story acted pretty well. Like that is exactly how you'd want a police officer to act, you know, pretty uh, impartial. Just, hey, what's going on here? Sort it out. 
Nice. But hearing stories about that, goodness me, it sounds like you did get lucky and that's kind of worrying. Let's be realistic. Entitled SOB colleague drinks from my personal mug. This happened 10 years ago and all names have been changed. My name for this story is Larissa, which is not my real name. I used to work for a money exchange company with a front store and office in the heart of the city center. The store had four stories and we'd often host training sessions there. Because of this, we had company branded mugs and us in store staff had our own mugs. Now I noticed that people would use my personal mug despite the amount of company mugs available. I don't like sharing my mug with people, but I will with people that I'm close to, but I do not with those I don't know. I don't know their hygiene levels and it stresses my inner germaphobe out. I remember seeing a visiting member of staff drinking from my cup once and they just shrugged and said it was clean and there, so they used it. Rude, but okay. I moaned about it to my gorgeous, caring friend, who for my birthday made me a one-of-a-kind mug especially for me. She probably got tired of me complaining about her. So I bring my new mug into work and return my other generic one back home. There is no way that anyone could mistake this as available for public use, right? Wrong. Q Tom, not his real name. He was a blonde, cocky SOB who had to be the loudest in the room and was such an attention seeker. Those big buckle types, always talking about how detailed oriented he was, blah, blah, blah. I came into the staff room one day and found out that he was visiting. I left as it was a bit too crowded. When I left, Tom was rifling through the cupboards. At this point, we'd moved all in-house staff mugs to a separate cupboard to avoid issues as this had caused friction before. There were about 30 company branded mugs, so no reason for anyone to use personal mugs. I returned later and noticed that he'd once again used my mug. The staff room was quieter, but still busy. Maybe 10 people or so, including Tom and I. This awkward interaction followed. Hey, are all the company mugs being used? No, said Tom. Okay, so why are you using one of the personal mugs? It was the first mug I grabbed. This was most likely a lie, but I couldn't prove it. Just use one of the company mugs. Those are ours for our personal use. We bought them from home. But these are company cupboards, so I don't see what the issue is. I came in and I grabbed a mug. Okay, but we have company logo mugs for a reason. Use one of those and put that one back. At this point, I was angry. Tom, with a cocky grin on his face, takes another sip from my mug and says, I don't know what your issue is. It's not like the mug has your name on it. Mm, Actually, I think you'll find it does. I point at the mug. Tom's actually baffled by this. Oh, wow. I thought he was being sarcastic. What do you mean? No, no. It literally has my name on it. Look, I point at the mug and in huge red lettering, it says Larissa. This is where it got very interesting. One of my colleagues started laughing. They know why I got that mug, because it's happened to me so many times before, hence my name's on it. Tom's face then went red, like tomato red, and you could see him sweating from embarrassment. Serves him right for trying to be a condescending SOB. I'm not quite sure how you missed it, I said, considering you're so detailed oriented. The writing is huge and in red. Please pour your drink into another mug. I'd like a cup of tea and I want to use my mug. I've never seen anyone pour a drink and hightail it out of somewhere so fast. What made it worse is that afterwards, everyone in the company somehow found out and people started making jokes about hiding their stuff. They did this because he would do this everywhere he went, drink from someone else's mug on purpose and claim it was an accident. I only found this out afterwards when news of the incident did the rounds. The fact is, his cockiness made me want to expose him. It also made him look like an idiot. Going forward, he only ever drank from company logo mugs, but someone always reminded him of this incident. See, I actually can't work out what's more dumb here, guys. The fact that this person, Big Tom, didn't realize that your name 
was on the mug that he was drinking out of or the fact that he's drinking out of it in the first place but as i said during that story i thought he was being sarcastic when he said what do you mean if the letters larissa are just on the mug and he's not seen it uh, but no apparently not he actually just hadn't seen the name larissa on a mug I, I don't know he might just be a very simple human that can't read and tom if you are watching or listening my friend and that is you then i'm sorry and it also means that you won't be able to know what word i'm holding up on screen right now and there it is steve please don't uh, do me dirty there <laughs> Please, my friend, please. Former co-worker demands a job because she's a mother. In my previous job, I was a mid-level manager and I was assigned a small team to lead. This team was composed of four members. Three of them were very hard workers who always finished their jobs and tried to learn as much as possible. The fourth one, well, she had to be asked continuously to finish her job, often tried to make others do it, was late more often than not, would spend hours talking to others, just not doing her job and disrupting others. I often ask my boss permission to fire her, but he pitied her because she's a single mother. She is, and she's not married nor dating her kid's father, but the father and his parents live next to her and her parents and are all very much involved in the kid's life. He also forbade me from ever reprimanding her. Eventually, I was offered a better paying job and left the company. After a few months, I was offered a promotion that required me to assemble a team to lead. I could either choose from the company or bring in new people. I decided to contact the hardworking members of my old team and offered them the new job. It was a no-brainer for them. Much better pay, much better benefits, better working conditions, and the possibility of working from home most days. They were happy to land a better job together, and I was happy to have my old team back. A couple of days later, the fourth member of my old team called me. She was very angry that I didn't offer her the job knowing that as a mother, she could use the benefits and working hours. She demanded that I hired her too, but I refused. Since I had no one forbidding me from being honest, I told her that her work ethic and performance is terrible and that hiring her would be worse for me. There were so many more things I wanted to say, but I bit my tongue. She called me some names and hung up. Later that day, I received the weirdest and most stupid call of my career. The HR manager from my former company called me. This has to be the most stupid HR manager I've met. I have so many stories of her incompetence. Apparently, after calling me, my former coworker was angry and upset. HR noticed and asked what was wrong, and she told them. So the HR manager called me to reprimand me for making her upset, for treating my team unfairly, and demanding that I either offered her a job in my new company or apologized. I laughed, argued with her for a bit, and hung up. All right, let me just get this straight. Someone that you no longer work for, an HR department that you used to work for, but you no longer have any ties to, has called you up and said, please either give one of our employees a job or apologize to them. What? I mean, I don't even know who's worse here. The woman or the HR department? That is ludicrous. I mean, to be fair to this HR lady, maybe she realizes how bad this entitled woman is and is just like trying whatever she can do to get her away from her company as well. I don't know, maybe it's a clever tactic, but yeah, I thought the Karen was bad. This HR woman is just absolutely insane. Now for our second entitled people story of this episode. Another, I wanted this house entitled parents. Almost 30 years ago, my dad retired from the army. That's important to the story. 
and we all moved from the barracks to an entirely different county. Not overly fun for me and my sister because she just joined secondary school and didn't want to leave her friends behind and I just didn't want to move again. If you're not familiar with the British army, soldiers used to get posted to places. Invariably places like Germany, Switzerland, Cyprus, etc. It was 50-50 as to whether the whole family was posted with them depending on how long they were away for. By the time I was eight, we'd already moved at least four times that I can remember. Anyway, the Ministry of Defense used to have old soldiers' quarters in places. And when the barracks in the areas no longer needed them, retired soldiers and families would get first dibs on the houses. Mum and dad found this house and we set about packing up again and moving again. But this time for good. Yay. About six months after we'd moved in, we'd almost made it our own and had some family friends over for dinner. We're all in the dining room. Ooh, like an actual room separate from the kitchen and living room. I know, I was amazed. I'd never seen one. Sitting to eat, and I mean all of us. Grandparents, two cars. Three sets of friends, three cars. Us, one car. So it's very obvious from the outside that the house is not empty and a lot of people are there. Dad looks up from eating and his jaw drops. There's a woman just wandering around the garden. She's sniffing the flowers, looking in windows, and generally behaving as if the house was a horse for sale, checking its metaphorical teeth. It wasn't even as if she could have just walked down the side of the house and into the back garden. She would have had to unlock and open three gates. So dad goes out with a couple of his mates, all ex-army and rugby types, big blokes, hard to miss. This woman glances at them, then continues poking around the garden and trying to get into the shed. What do you think you're doing? My dad asks. I'm looking at the garden. Bold as brass. Dad's friends reply. We see that why yeah what are you doing here this is my house get off my property who do you think you are the woman shrugs my son was going to buy this house i want this house i wanted to see what i could do with the garden when he buys it my dad just stares what do you mean when he buys it it's not for sale i live here no you don't my son wanted to buy this house mate we're gonna go check on the families and call the police say my dad's mates You okay with her? Yeah, make sure the kids stay inside. Then he says to the woman, get the heck off my property. It's not yours, it's mine. I live here. By this point, we've opened the window to get a proper listen and mum has lost her head. Proper mama bear reaction. Her two babies are inside along with six other kids that she's known their whole lives. She flies out the door. Get the hell off my property. Get away from my husband. Get away from here. Calm down, love. It's okay. Go inside. I'll get rid of her. The woman then says, with zero sense of self-preservation, Who do you think you are? This is my house. Get away from me, you crazy fat female dog. Dad has to grab mum on the way past before she ends this woman. I don't want some unhinged woman in my house. Get off my property, says the woman. Thankfully, police arrive and escort the woman off the property telling dad to invest in locks for the gates. Dad's turn to now lose his head. He explains loudly at length to police that this woman had to unlock a few gates and then shows them how the woman got in. As they're getting her to the car, she declared that she'll get us out of her house. It's her son's house. She lives here. She'll get us out. Dad tells police he's pressing charges. The woman's tone then changes. Suddenly, it's not her son's house at all. She didn't mean any of it. She's very sorry. She can't be charged. I don't know what came of it in the end. Mum and dad wouldn't tell us, but I still remember trying to work out if she was crazy or what. But either way, we still live in the house. And we all still love it. 
It's got a dining room. Ah, oh, well, there we go. A very wholesome ending and a very wholesome story overall. Yeah, I think this woman was just a little bit crazy. No one who is, let's be honest, sane would do this sort of stuff. Five cars parked in front of the house. And you're like, no, it's my house. Like an entire family. I don't know how many people that was. I mean, over 10 people eating dinner. No, it's my house. It's my son's house. Something's going wrong upstairs. Overall, though, pretty great to see that you are now settled OP and that you have a dining room. Good on you. Okay, then moving on to our next entitled people story. Neighbor pointed a gun at my golden retriever, Sam. I had to step in. Hey, r slash entitled people. Just had the most shocking experience with a neighbor that's left me furious and disoriented. I have this daily routine of walking my golden retriever, Sam, around the block every morning. Sam is the sweetest boy, full of love and always ready to play. His idea of a threat is the vacuum cleaner, not a living creature. Sam is the most gentle soul you'd ever meet. The kind of dog who loves belly rubs and fetch more than anything else in the world. He's also never hurt a fly, let alone another human being. This morning, our peaceful routine turned into a nightmare. As we were doing our usual round, we encountered our usually reclusive neighbor, Mr. X. Now, Mr. X has always been a little off-putting, but what he did today was beyond my wildest expectations. As we passed by, Sam wagged his tail, trotting slightly towards Mr. X in his usual friendly way. Out of nowhere, Mr. X kicked Sam violently, causing him to cry out. I was shocked to say the least. I yelled at Mr. X, warning him to stay away from Sam. In response, he started ranting about filthy animals, but then it got worse. He pulled out a handgun and pointed it at Sam. I was terrified, but there was no way I was letting anything happen to my boy. Without thinking twice, I put myself between Sam and the gun, shielding him. I shouted at Mr. X, trying to de-escalate the situation and attract attention. Thankfully, the commotion had drawn a crowd of other neighbors who immediately called the police. The police arrived swiftly and managed to disarm Mr. X without anyone getting hurt. I'm pressing charges for animal cruelty and assault, and Sam's at the vets right now, getting checked over. He's a little shaken, but seems okay. I still can't believe I had to step in to protect Sam from a gun-wielding neighbor. The level of entitlement some people exhibit is simply horrifying. Anyway, just needed to share this. Please always keep an eye out for your pets. They depend on us to keep them safe. Oh, goodness me, OP. What a terribly distressing ordeal that must have been. First of all, I just want to say I'm so sorry that you were in that situation. And also, sorry to Sam for being literally kicked for no reason and having a gun pointed at him. That's crazy. I hope at the very least, as a result of this, this terrible neighbor gets jail time and at least his weapons taken away. I mean, you can't just have this guy going around pointing guns at people. Yeah, I know he didn't point it at you, but like he's pointing it at your pet. That's ridiculous. I don't know the rules. And again, enlighten me in the comments down below. I'm not entirely sure in which country this takes place. I assume it's America. Could be wrong. Nonetheless, are you allowed to just point a gun at an animal in the in the US? I kind of doubt it. So uh, yeah, if you do know, let me know down below in the comments. A capybara farmer's nightmare. I need to get this off my chest. As some of you may know, I'm a capybara farmer. And recently, due to the viral trend around these amazing creatures, my peaceful capybara farm has turned into a hotspot for self-entitled content creators looking for their next big viral video. They've trespassed, they've stolen, they've subjected my capybaras to stressful, inappropriate behaviors. I'm deeply disturbed by their lack of respect and total disregard for the well-being of my animals, not to mention the breach of my privacy and property rights. But things escalated beyond belief. 
Just last week, one of these trespassers, a man looking for some adrenaline-filled footage, decided it would be a great idea to wrestle a capybara. Not only is this incredibly distressing for the animal, it's also dangerous. And surprise, surprise, the man ended up seriously injuring slash losing part of his genitals. This man, the one who trespassed and harassed my animals, is suing me. Apparently, he thinks I'm responsible for damage to his reproductive organs that occurred while he was illegally on my property and distressing my animals. A few days ago, I woke up to find my capybaras all huddled together in one corner of the farm, clearly terrified. Upon investigating, I found a person dressed in a homemade capybara costume trying to live amongst them for a 24 hours living as a capybara challenge. It's clear there was some sort of what sexual element? Jesus, what am I reading? Not only had they trespassed onto my property in the dead of night, but they were also equipped with various props and toys they thought capybaras played with. A beach boy and a squeaky toy amongst other less tasteful things. They were actively trying to coerce my capybaras into engaging with these objects and toys for their video, causing immense stress to the animals. When I confronted them, their response was shocking. They argued that they were doing the capybaras a favor by making them famous. They truly saw nothing wrong with their actions. I had to call the authorities to have them removed from my property. The disrespect for private property, the welfare of animals, and basic human decency has been simply mind-boggling. Yeah, I mean, makes a lot of sense. I will go onto someone's farm dressed as a capybara, right, with some weird toys, and then when they confront me about that, I'll say, no, actually, I'm suing you. Let me make my video. Um, you know, what hasn't really been explained in this post is the identity of that YouTuber who went onto the onto OP's farm and did this, this, this truly terrible stuff. And I would like to reveal at this moment that this was me. I was looking for another viral moment and uh, clearly I got this a little bit wrong. But nonetheless, I will be continuing with my legalities and I'm suing OP. OP, if you're watching, I'm sorry. I'm coming for you and I'm coming for you, capybaras, lad. Nothing you can do about it. Now for our final entitled people story of this episode. Posted a free barbecue and got yelled at and told I deserve bad karma. This just happened 30 minutes ago. I had a barbecue, posted it to Facebook Marketplace for free. We're getting renos done and our balcony will be replaced so I couldn't keep it. Anyway, I got 104 messages for this thing. I messaged the very first person back and they said they would come at 6pm today. I spent the time cleaning it and bringing it downstairs to the parking garage, not easy, and she no-shows. I was annoyed, so I slapped a free sign on it and put it to the curb. I live on a quieter street, so I decided to message a few of the first respondents and drop them a pin to let them know that I've put it on the curb and it's first come, first serve. I go out two hours later and nobody has picked it up. So I open Facebook to let a few more people know. When I see one of them message me saying she's recently divorced with two kids, doesn't have a lot of money at the moment, and she's asking if I'd be willing to hold the barbecue for 30 minutes while she drives there. She says she will get into her car this minute if I can. I agreed and pulled it into our parking garage, out of sight from our streets. I put a sign on it for my neighbors, just letting them know that somebody will be picking it up in 30 and please do not touch it. I didn't bother messaging the people I sent the pin to because I thought a reasonable person would expect the barbecue to be gone off the curb after more than two hours. And to be honest, it's free, so I just don't care that much. I go to check my mail, and when I come back, there's a car in the parkade and two people unscrewing the sidearms. I asked them if one of them was Carrie, and they say no. 
I asked them why they're taking the barbecue apart then and the guy says I told him he could have it I said I dropped a general pin to the curb and said first come first serve I said it was no longer on the curb and therefore it's no longer available It had already been two and a half hours at this point and the lady coming for it messaged to say she was eight minutes away And I apologized. I explained the whole situation above but he's not having it He insists that he's here and it's his I told him he's on my property and it belongs to me and i'm saying it's not his I point out that he's entered our garage out of view of the street He shows me that he messaged me to say, okay I show him the other 104 messages I received about it because he won't believe that I didn't specifically invite him to my home and promise him a barbecue I said that's not a confirmation and you knew there was a chance that you come here and there'd be no barbecue At this point his wife says that's really bad business and I respond It's not business. It's a free barbecue at this point They start yelling at me and threatening me with karma. Thank god. I live in a building with good security I told them my karma is giving a nice barbecue to a struggling person for free and it's bad karma on them to act like this over an honest mistake and a person who's just trying to do the right thing. At this point, my neighbors come out and he backs his car out. But when I say it's bad karma on them, he stops his car facing me and there was honestly a moment I thought he might run me over. Anyway, they left and two minutes later, the nicest person shows up and me and my neighbors helped her take apart the barbecue and pack it to move. The whole time, she's so grateful. And at the end, she's like, I really believe in karma. Thank you so much for this. And I hope somebody pays it forward to you. So what do we think? Was I wrong or were these people entitled? I get being annoyed, but that's the chance you take for first come first served. I personally would have just said, okay, thanks anyway, and walked away. What the frick? Right, first question here. How did these people know that the barbecue was in your garage? Unless your barbecue was open or something, I literally don't understand how they could possibly have known it was in there. First of all, as you as you explicitly mentioned, you, you dropped the pin at the curb. You, you said the barbecue was going to be on the curb. Now, if I didn't see a barbecue on a curb where I was told there was going to be a barbecue on a curb, my next thinking wouldn't be, oh, it's going to be in that person's garage. It would probably be, oh, someone else has come and picked it up before me. Tough luck. So I don't understand. Like I'm missing a lot of the story there. Why did they just break into your garage? It makes no sense to me. But I mean, after that, what do you even say? Should we now really not put anything up for free anymore like never give anything away i don't know people sometimes think maybe that it's too good to be true or they just get super entitled and aggressive like this i mean at least at the end of the day it did go to someone who really appreciated it but from your perspective op i can't imagine that you're going to want to do this again after going through this ordeal i mean 104 messages are you really expected to reply to each and every one and then deal with an inundation of entitled people that come to your your place and expect the barbecue for free it's crazy. I agree with you. I would say, oh, that's a shame. I should have come a bit quicker. Thanks anyway. Have a good one. And also, thanks for putting it up for free. Not, no, it's mine now. I went in your garage and I'm pretty much stealing it. That's just me. But uh, yeah, let me know down below. What do you guys think? How about this for a news article headline? Florida man arrested for wrestling a fake alligator at a shopping mall and you can see if you're watching on youtube uh, uh, there's an image here and what's amazing is that there's also an accompanying video of this which we're gonna get into but first of all a florida team was arrested for wrestling and damaging a fake alligator at a mall mid days after he was arrested for attempting a wrestling move on his school principal i mean if this picture didn't say enough i think that is giving us the context that we need <laughs> 
Police didn't have to search hard to track him down since he shared an Instagram video of himself damaging the display alligator at the full shopping center in Miami. That video, as I said, we're going to watch in just a second. The video, which was later released by police, shows him taking off his shirt, jumping over a fence, and tackling the fake alligator in a shallow pond. The destruction of the display animal, valued at 3,690 US dollars, took place back on March 30th. And without further ado, I'm delighted to say that here is that video. And here we go. Here is the absolute hoodlum himself. Um, top off, you know, doing what any good man does and proceeding to do this. So for those of you that are listening on podcast platforms, this guy, this random guy, has, has jumped into a pond with a fake alligator, RKO'd it, now pinning it to the ground wrestling style and... That's it. Shock. He was arrested. And there we go. So there we go. A fun little one. Probably the craziest entitled person I've ever come across. And uh, without further ado, let's get into some more normal entitled people stories. Friends infantilizing incestuous mother. Hey Reddit fam. This has nothing to do with me personally. A close friend of mine, who we'll call Jake, asked me to write his story here as he's pretty bad with words and doesn't know how to put his feelings down. He has autism, which wasn't diagnosed until he was already an adult and moved out of his mother's place and went no contact. His mother, who I'll call Wacky Wanda, has always treated Jake like a baby, from the time he was born up until he went no contact with her. He tells me that as far back as he can remember, she would make him wear bibs at the dinner table and always hand feed him. She claimed it was because he was a special child that needed the extra help. His father, Frank, would always chastise Wanda for this, saying that he would never grow up if she kept babying him. She'd get annoyed though and tell him that he was being ridiculous and that she loved her baby boy so much. Way too much, if you ask me. Jay began to believe that he was developmentally challenged because of her. Wanda would show up at his school and throw a fit when the teachers wouldn't pull Jake out of class to see her. He began to deal with bullying from other kids who would call him a mama's boy and tease him about wanting his mummy all of the time. As Jake got older, he started fighting back against the bullying. Eventually, he started yelling at his mum. Whenever she would show up at school, he'd tell her to go home and leave him alone. This never went down well, and he tells me that she would sit alone in her room and pout, crying about how he'd hurt her feelings. He'd always apologize and she would coo at him and pinch his cheeks and say that she couldn't stay mad at him because he was her baby boy and he was all she had in life, completely forgetting that she had a husband, by the way. So freaking manipulative. Once Jake was a teenager, Jake started acting out and becoming more independent from his mum. I don't know if everyone knows this, but not all autistic people are built the same. Jake is a very good looking guy. He's one of those too pretty to look at type of guys. He started rebelling by getting his dad to let him get tattoos. He started smoking cigarettes and pot and began hanging out with the goth and morbid crowd in high school. He listened to heavy metal music, wearing a leather jacket, eyeliner, and black nail polish. His black hair was always cropped short and he smoothed it back with gel. And from the pictures I saw, wowee, even I said, if I'd seen that walking by me, I'd be turning my head to check him out. That gave him an ego boost. Not to mention, he's very good looking even without the makeup. Now, Wacky Wonder hated Jake's style and said it made him look like a clown and that his beautiful skin was too precious to destroy with tattoos and makeup. She threw his clothes away more than once, replacing them with clothes that she approved of. Frank would always take him to the mall so he could buy new ones and Jake took pleasure out of throwing out the clothes that Wacky Wonder gave him. She would still make them eat dinner at the table every night. She was one of those women that was very traditional about family dinner. 
they always sat down and she put a bib on jake and hand fed him his meal until he was finished she would even spit on a napkin and wipe his face if he got anything on it jake noticed that whenever she did this she would side eye frank with a smirk like she wanted him to be jealous or something weird the last time they ate together as a family as soon as jake sat down she pulled out the bib he tried to ask her not to do this as he was 16 and fully capable of feeding himself she chastised him and told him to do as he was told the bibs were too small and wouldn't even fit around his neck he tried to tell her this but she would just sit it on his chest then start hand feeding him by making plain noises jake tore the bib off and told her enough was enough he was 16 years old and he didn't need to be fed like a baby wacky wonder got upset and started whining but frank suddenly blew up and told her to stop with this because this was getting too creepy even for him to tolerate he tried to support her in the dread that her son was getting older and no longer needed her but this was too much to take jake went to his room and didn't come out for the rest of the night wacky wonder pounded and cried for more than a day in hopes of making jake apologize for refusing her but he refused she realized she was losing the battle with keeping her son a baby forever so time to amp up the crazy jake came home from school the next day and found his mum in the kitchen dressed up in all black black eyeliner and lipstick and she even dyed her hair black she had spiked bracelets and a choker she looked ridiculous how i wish i could have seen a picture of this because it sounded hilarious Jake was shocked and asked her just what the frick she was doing. He noticed the shirt she was wearing was cut way too low and he could see way more cleavage than he was comfortable with. She bounded over to him and asked him if he liked it. He was too shocked to respond with what he wanted to say and said, sure. He tells me that she would push out her breast towards him in an effort to make him look what is going on for months after that that was all his mum, by the way guys remember that would dress like she would openly brag to her friends that jake copied her style and she was so proud of him she used to wear turtlenecks and mum jeans with slip-on shoes she was the furthest thing from a goth or a punk that you could imagine one night jake was asleep she climbed into bed with him and tried to cuddle with him he woke up and felt someone touching him inappropriately he turned around and saw wacky wonder he freaked out and told her to get the frick out of his room she pouted and cried until jake went to leave he noticed then that his door was locked and he had to unlock it to get out he had to lock himself in the bathroom and she sat outside the door begging him to come and sleep with her jake shouted at her that she was touching him inappropriately and that it wasn't okay and it was weird that she did this with the door locked she screamed that that was how mummies showed their love until frank came out of their room to yell at her for the way she was acting and that it was creepy for a mother to want to cuddle her 16 year old son with the door locked she screamed that he didn't understand the bond that she and jake had and that he was jealous jake screamed that they had no bond wacky wonder cried and frank shouted at her to move away from the door or he'd do something he might regret later he took jake and they went to sleep at a motel for the night jake told his dad everything that happened frank finally had enough he couldn't stand the weird and creepy behavior from wacky wonder anymore he filed for divorce and got custody of jake and jake's mum was given visitation rights wacky wonder was mandated to attend parenting classes and therapy and she actually went under the threat of losing any and all rights to her son of course but she staunchly refused to believe she'd ever done anything wrong jake dreaded visitation but as he was still a minor he had no choice in the matter he'd go and make sure to lock his door to prevent her from coming in she did give him space when he was at her house 
for a while. When Jake was 17, his dad paid for him to enroll in driver's ed and got him a car. This went over like a fart in a church because Wacky Wonder was annoyed when Jake pulled up to our house in a brand spanking new car. She lost it and called out Frank to scream at him about how she was endangering her baby boy. He hung up on her. Things got worse once Jake started seeing a girl at school. She was a pretty blonde girl that dressed in similar fashion to Jake. When Wacky Wonder found out, she went insane. Jake was in his room sleeping and his mum picked the lock. It was one of those pushing locks that a bobby pin can easily pick. What Jake told me next made my heart drop. She undressed herself and climbed into bed with him and began essaying him. Oh my. Wow. I mean, I know it said incestuous in the title, but gee, what the hell? He woke up and freaked out. He ran away from the house and drove back to his dad's in tears and they called the police. Wacky Wonder got arrested and imprisoned for 11 years. Jake became severely depressed and tried to unalive himself more than once. His dad put him into therapy and he got better over time, but he still struggles with everything his mother had done to him. Jake was formally then diagnosed with autism and he's on medication that keeps him functional. He's one of the bartenders at my club and we're really close friends. He's best friends with my boyfriend, Kyle. Jake has a girlfriend who is one of the sweetest women I've ever met. Jake and I have a connection because we both have experienced SA from relatives. Oh my goodness. And we both are stronger for having gone through that. Sorry this was so long, but he wanted his story shared with everyone. Oh my word. Okay, guys. Well, you know, I said that um, the first story, uh, the first news article, sorry, I'm a little bit speechless, if you couldn't tell. I said that the, the, the honest, wow. I said once again, that the, the news article that I uh, I mentioned and, and we saw the video of in the, the first part of this this episode was one of the mental, one of the most crazy, again, I actually can't speak, one of the craziest things I've ever seen, one of the most entitled things I've ever seen. I, I now might have to re- revoke that statement because of what I've just read. Does that even count as entitled? I don't know. It's obviously way more serious than that. Perhaps entitled to feel like your child should always be your baby throughout all of these years and his entire life i don't know there's something going on upstairs i mean mentally with with wacky wonder's brain just some sort of complex that she wants to keep her child as an infant for as long as possible i mean i thought it was bad enough with making your son your 16 year old son wear a bib and then feeding him yourself with you know that plain stuff that you do with a child or i mean not a child let's be honest a baby or the most a toddler, but then it got completely serious. All I can say is that it's very good that you called the police and that she is now in prison, but the damage has been done. That's that's the unfortunate thing. Thankfully, it seems as though Wacky Wonder's son is getting through this with therapy and his amazing friendship group, support group. His dad seems great, Frank seems great, and he's got a great girlfriend, but as I said, the damage has been done, and unfortunately, he's going to have to live with this for the rest of his life. Also, OP, I'm so sorry to hear that you've gone through that as well. Why? What is this? It's actually unbelievable that this sort of stuff exists in the world. Oh, man. Without further ado, let's get in to our next Entitled People story. Husband buys coffee machine. Upset that he has to use it. My husband loves coffee. He is the only one in the house who drinks it. Tea and coffee gives me acidity and insomnia, so I don't drink it. Recently, he bought a fancy machine that makes delicious coffee. The only problem is that the coffee trickles down drop by drop. It takes around four to five minutes to fill a tumbler, but can feel like forever if you have nothing else to do but stand there and watch it trickle down. I get the coffee machine going every morning while getting our dear daughter ready for school and making her breakfast. When he comes down after getting ready, my husband's tumbler is ready to go. 
He leaves, then I take our daughter to school, come back and work from home. So recently, I had an injury that left me bedridden. Luckily, it was my daughter's midterm break, so there was no pressure of getting up early to prepare her meal and take her to school. The only thing left was the coffee. My husband says, no problem, I will make it myself. Day one, two, and three. He makes the coffee and also cleans the machine after every use. But day four, this is too much and it's wasting my time. I reply to him, why don't you switch on the machine tomorrow and get back upstairs to get ready? We live in a duplex, bedroom and dressing room upstairs, kitchen and living room downstairs. Also, he has now stopped cleaning the machine. Day five, he is upset because he had to run up and down twice to tend to his coffee. My next suggestion, move your toiletries to the downstairs washroom for a few days so you can get ready there. I'm not comfortable with that, he replied. Well, now the only solution left is to wake up earlier. Day six, seven, and eight, he wakes up early to make his coffee. He no longer cleans the machine. Come the evening of day eight, I'm very tired. My sleep cycle is whacked. Well, looks like you need to make more coffee, I say. Day nine, he is now side-eyeing me and guilt-tripping me, hoping I would crawl down the stairs to make his coffee. Not happening. So, he calls up the maid and tells her to start coming early to make his coffee. She's a part-time helper, and there's no way she'll come this early. By day 10, he's given up. Now he's buying his coffee from outside, and the machine remains unused. I tell you what, that is the sort of man that you want to marry. You've literally married a six-year-old in a man's body. Congratulations. I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way. That's obviously tough for you. But if this man cannot make his own coffee every morning and it takes too long, then what else is he not doing? That's my that's my question. I mean, there are a lot more serious things and a lot, a lot of things that take a lot more time than making a coffee every morning. I'll be honest, I do it myself. And here's the evidence on screen right now. A lovely mug to match my lovely top. And it takes about a minute. I clean out my machine i put in beans and water and then i press start unbelievable scenes it really is and and create incredibly a machine makes it for me and then i go and get it it really is that easy just laziness laziness personified by an entitled man and now for our final entitled people story of this episode a stolen dress my mother sadly died when i was 12. at the moment of our death our family could have been the stuff of movies we'd not seen our father in a couple of years and we were well used to a life without any adult inputs i found my mother dead called the ambulance and the neighbors all witnessed the spectacle by afternoon there were her friends going through her closet before illness had stolen it my mother's true pride was her looks she was beautiful with stunning red hair even after the ravages of her illness she was still very pretty she had a green silk dress that was a treasure from the times before everything went bad in that dress she could still silence a room I stood at her bedroom door and I watched these women try on her clothes. One of them grabbed the emerald dress and immediately the women started to fight over the prize. They all wanted it. One woman claimed it, but then another grabbed it out of her hand and immediately locked it in her car. Attention took over the room. I stood and watched, powerless. Remember guys, OP is 12 here. The hyenas who did not get the dress started to bargain their pilfered loot to exchange for the dress, but no deals were made. Word of my mum's death must have gotten to the high school and my older siblings were now walking in the door. My brother was a successful drug dealer who at 17 ruled our house. We all feared him. Even her friends knew he was dangerous. He'd once taken a gun to my mother's head. Seeing him approach the house, the women stopped what they were doing and we all held our breath. But he did not come inside. 
So they returned to their looting in the moment. I totally forgot that I was afraid of him I forgot that I believed he hated us. I forgot the gun I showed him and my older sister the dress locked in the vulture's car Mum's stuff was piled on the seats of various friends cars, but we were all focused on that dress I went back in to witness the harvest of our home on the day of the funeral My brother was a different kid He stood tall and brave. He made sure to escort each and every one of those vultures up to see our mother laid out in the coffin, adorned in the green dress. And there we go. A slightly more positive story to end this episode. I mean, I don't know. Is that positive? Some of the imagery I had there of women in your dead mother's bedroom stealing her clothes when she's literally just died hours before is pretty unbelievable. And the fact that your brother, despite, yeah, doing a good thing at the end, held a gun to your mother's head. (sighs) Some of the characters we've met in today's episode have been nothing short of sensational. Am I the jerk for saying I'll be driving myself and paying for my own room on the upcoming family vacation so I won't have to be a babysitter? I, a 23-year-old man, was repeatedly stuck playing the part of helper and babysitter on family outings. I had to move out of my parents' house because I kept being forced to help watch my three nephews. Last year, we took a family vacation in summer to the coast. I rode along with my parents and they paid for my hotel room. Only I had to share that room with three rowdy boys because my sister and her husband wanted a room to themselves. I was promised time to do my own things on the vacation, but instead I ended up having to help with these kids. I complained to everyone about it and was reminded I was there for free. And then we pretty much just did only one thing I wanted to do, which was tour an art gallery. I like doing this whenever i'm at the coast, but the kids find it boring this year My parents have a beach trip planned for june and they assumed i'd be riding along the same way as last year But I refused I said i'd be driving myself and paying for my own hotel stay to have my own room My parents were shocked and tried to remind me of the cost. I said it was no worry I've got a good job and a decent running car. I can more than afford it That's when the but started. I stated the previously listed things as why I'll be driving myself and paying for myself. I want to be able to enjoy this vacation as an adult and not be treated like a child like last year. My parents told my sister and she called to blow up at me that I'll be ruining the vacation if I'm off doing my own thing while she has to wrangle her three boys. I ended up yelling at her that last year all she did was wrote me into her mess I didn't really get to do much of anything I wanted to do and I was treated like the bad guy for wanting to just go to an art gallery I'm a grown man. I deserve my own vacation, too Now my sister is not speaking to me and my parents are still trying to convince me to just ride with them to keep the peace I'm still refusing but the pressure is getting to me. Am I the jerk for not giving in? I know they'll have a pretty hard time when they won't have another person there to help right then immediately let's get into this first edit it's been barely an hour since i posted op says but my sister is apparently a reddit lurker in the mornings and she saw my post not only is she furious with me but she's also upset that no one in the comments is siding with her to make it short she went on a big rant about how it's so hard to be a parent to triplets and the least i could do is help because i'm young and single and she needs a break i stood my ground on my decision and now she's calling our parents to get them involved i'm expecting a call from them any minutes and then a further update from op well i'm off work now so i can tell you guys more as to what went down i guess you could say it's over my sister got our parents involved they looked at my post and were absolutely horrified by the continuous influx of commenters yes they're very angry with me that i posted here but I told them that if they'd just listened to me to begin with, I'd have never needed to. 
Guys, for context, this post has over 40,000 upvotes and over 7,000 comments. And um, I'm pretty sure you guys can all work out who they're siding with. I'm sick of the whole keep the peace mentality that sacrifices me to placate my sister. They in turn went off on my sister. And to make a long story short, the whole vacation has been cancelled. The hotel wasn't booked yet anyway, but my parents are arguing with my sister. My sister's blaming me and my nephews are crying because they aren't going to the beach. My sister called me at lunch and basically implied I have no life, which is why I have time to help. I recorded that and told our parents, and that's currently what they're fighting about. And then one final small update. I wasn't going to update again, but here's a little more. Parents said that they won't ever push babysitting of my nephews on me again and have agreed that what happened last year was unfair to me. Right now, they're very angry with my sister for telling me I should help her because she thinks I have no life. My sister, though, is playing the victim. And my brother-in-law is basically saying nope to the whole mess and spending most of his time at work. Well, I don't blame him. Thank you to everyone who's commented. You made my day. Now, guys, that is the end of r slash am I the jerk for this story. But it's just the beginning of this whole escapade. Let me tell you, this now gets a little bit crazy. We're moving on now to r slash entitled people where this story continues. But goodness me, you're going to want to stick around. Here we go with the second post. So then now moving on to the second post from OP. My parents apologized, my sister did not, at least at first. A week ago, I made this throwaway account to ask am I the jerk a question, in which I was found to be anything but the jerk. I have too much to say to post in there as an update, so a friend recommended I come here to r slash entitled people. Now, my posting on am I the jerk essentially opened a Pandora's box in the family. Basically, my parents and older sister have become very comfortable with me helping with the childcare of my young triplet nephews. I didn't leave home till I was 22 because I was trying to save money while also going to college. A scholarship covered a lot and living at home kept me from getting rising debt due to my working part-time as well. I'm very thankful for this. However, after college, everyone just seemed to act like I had endless time on my hands and convinced me along on a family vacation. In this so-called vacation, I was forced to babysit my three at the time six-year-old nephews. I even had to share a hotel room with them. And believe me, those kids didn't listen to a dang thing I said on the first night until I called their mother twice. And I was treated like the bad guy for wanting to do other things during the trip. Like if it's something the family doesn't enjoy as a whole, then it doesn't happen. Which was extremely hypocritical because I'm family but wasn't included in that vote. And you can bet I aired this grievance with my parents after my last post. And they've acknowledged being in the wrong. You know what? Fair enough. A lot of the parents I see on subreddits like this never acknowledge this. So that is a good sign. After that awful vacation last year, I decided it was time to move out. And did so before the summer even ended. Which surprised everyone as I gave them no warning. I'd landed a great job pretty much right after college thanks to an internship and used moving as an excuse to drop my commute from 45 minutes to just 15. My sister hated this the most because it meant no more free babysitting on weekends, but she still tried to make me do it. And I caved, sometimes, usually by being bribed with pizza. And this sort of became a new norm. But then last month, my parents announced plans for another family vacation to the same place along the coast, and they basically wanted it to go the same way. I immediately saw it for what it was, a trap. I knew that if I rode with my parents and let them buy the hotel rooms, I'd be screwed over the same way as last time. So I just casually stated I'd drive myself and pay for myself, and that 
is when this all started. OP then outlines exactly what happened and how they came about posting the Am I the Jerk post and how his sister, lurking on Reddit, spotted the post in less than an hour. What followed was Pandora's box. At first, the family was against me. My sister called our parents and they called me when I still had a little time to talk in the morning. My parents were on the phone with me while also reading my post. I asked them if anything in it was a lie. They sort of steered around it and called the post an exaggeration, but I pointed out numerous details that made it pretty much on the mark. Then I told them to check the comments. There were already far too many to read. I was repeatedly refreshing the page on my home PC and telling them how many comments there were. Then I told them I was sick of their mentality of keeping the peace by forcing me to placate my sister. Then I said I was out of time and we'd have to resume this later. My parents were positively horrified that hundreds if not thousands of people were commenting in a matter of hours. And later on, I told them that the numbers had basically doubled and were still growing, which only added to their horror. So I guess they were forced to take a long look at their own actions. And that right there is the beauty of r slash am I the jerk and Reddit as a whole. Making parents reconsider their entire lives. I mean, it's unbelievable, really. My sister tried to call me to complain while I was at work, but my phone was on silent till my lunch break. So all she could do was leave messages and texts. But she was persistent and managed to get through to me when I was eating my lunch. The gist of the conversation was my post had taken our parents away from her side, and now they were mad at her. In the ensuing argument between them, my parents cancelled the entire vacation. Yes, they later acknowledged they just passed the blame out of embarrassment and have fully accepted faults. They told me no excuses could excuse the fact that they made me their go-to free babysitter when I wasn't even living at home anymore. They did try to backtrack a little by pointing out they never charged me rent while I was in college, but I reminded them that kids don't ask to be born and I was doing my hardest to make my own way. Then I pointed out that my father had the same kind of leg up from his parents. They let him live free of charge at home while he was in college. That basically ended any argument my parents had left. When my sister managed to call me at lunch, I presented the facts to her and she showed her true colors. She implied that I have no life and that my free time on weekends should be spent helping her because she's tired and unable to even go out without bringing her children with her unless someone is watching them. She is a stay-at-home mom with a husband that makes a decent salary. They live in a pretty decent house that's owned, not rented. And to be frank, my nephews aren't really my responsibility. They just forced them on me and expected it to stay that way. My sister angrily hung up on me, but I recorded the call and then played it to my parents later. They were furious and they basically went to war with my sister. My sister dug her heels in, blamed me, and then doubled down on her belief that my life should circle around hers. I told her that was the most narcissistic and entitled thing she's ever said about me. It took days, but her husband finally stepped in and forced her to apologize. I'd never seen her cowed like that by anyone, but she was on the verge of crying. It ended up being admitted that one of the reasons I was the go-to babysitter was because my sister didn't trust strangers. It was never about the money. Or was it? Actually, my brother-in-law thought my sister was paying me for my time watching her kids after I moved out of my parents' house. But she didn't even give me gas money just cash enough to order pizza for both myself and the kids and she pocketed the rest my sister had been shortchanging me for months he blew up at her when this came out during her half apology and she was forced to pay me what she owed me in cash entirely from her own savings which she looked very sore about 
Then my brother-in-law apologized to me for his own inaction in letting my sister walk all over me and promised they'd get a normal babysitter from now on. Yes, it will cause a bit of a drop in the bucket for them, but my sister will be getting date nights back. Then came the family meeting the other day's evening. We all gathered up at my parents' house and everything was laid bare. Apologies all round and whatnot. Then my parents reinstated the family vacation. And yes, I still plan to drive myself and pay for my own hotel stay. I'll even stay in a completely different hotel if my sister tries to revert me to childcare. And I've stated this. She's promised that won't happen. And if I don't update again after the vacation in another month or so, then you'll all know everything is fine. Now guys, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, depending on how you look at it, we don't have to wait until after the holiday for our next update. That came just a few days after the one I just read. Again, on our slash entitled people, now 26 days ago at the time of recording, my sister called me demanding I take my post down. Now she's more upset than ever to know how far it spread. Having a family that knows about your Reddit account has its disadvantages. Yesterday, my sister called me after I got off work to ask me if comments are still coming in. She said she cannot bear the negativity of looking at them herself because the comments are all so hurtful towards her. So I was brutally honest. At least 10 comments are still coming in daily and most of them more or less say the same things about her. She started crying and demanding I delete my Reddit posts, but I refused and told her she can cry to anyone she wants, but the posts stay up because they are my assurance she won't try to treat me like rubbish anymore. After all, she literally felt like my life should revolve around hers. She didn't pay me the babysitting money she was supposed to and pocketed it for herself and forced me to be the constant babysitter on last year's family vacation, so I had pretty much no fun the entire time. Is it really any wonder people are having so much hate for her when she treated me like that? Then I mentioned the posts have already spread to other websites as I was asked a couple of times to let an article be made about my situation. And there are some videos that were read as well. Yeah, maybe like this one. Well, my sister shrieked hearing that and hung up. My parents then called me begging I take the post down. I've refused, stating that I only did this because they didn't stick up for me. This would have never happened if they'd told my sister to treat me like an equal and not a servant. I'm not her butler, babysitter, or handyman. I'm her freaking brother and a grown-ass man. Wouldn't they be tired of this stuff in my shoes as well? They agreed, but still begged I take the post down. I again refused and said that I'll keep making more if they don't start sticking up for me more when my sister comes crying to them. Let her clean up her own messes because all the enabling of her has led to this. I didn't father those kids. I've got a life of my own, a career I'm still new to, and hopefully, soon enough, a girlfriend, as there's someone I wanna ask out. I'm moving my life forward and I won't be held back. They can either step out of my way or keep trying to enable my sister, but I assure them that the latter would end badly for them. The only way this posting on Reddit will stop is if the drama stops. I've kept things anonymous and I've got a right to vent my very valid frustrations. Well, that left my mother crying. My father just went silent and I said, tears don't move me. They know what it would take to end this and that's to stop enabling my sister. Well, my sister called me again to yell at me that our parents have told her they aren't dealing with this anymore and to figure it out herself. Oh, and they told her to be nicer to me too. I just pictured her eye twitching as she internally screamed after hearing that. Be nice to my kid brother? What is this? Do I look it up on Google? Yeah, I was that sarcastic to her. But it left her crying too when I hung up. My brother-in-law called me later to get my side of the story. He was mad I'm still posting and made his wife cry. 
but I explained everything to him and he said he'd have another talk with my sister I'm hoping this drama finally ends here, but the family vacation is still on for late june I've already booked my room and put it in for a day off work so we can all leave on a friday My room is also not near the ones my parents sister brother-in-law and nephews will be using In fact, it's not even on the same floor And when we go to the coast when it's not a family activity I'm gonna go where I want and do what I want and you can bet i'm gonna tour those art galleries pick out on local food and just enjoy being carefree for a change and there we go you're probably thinking wow that sounds like a good end to the story but alas as you can tell there is more to come that promised update after the family vacation was posted just 24 hours ago let's see what happened this is the conclusion for now of this story update after the family vacation well the family vacation is over some things both good and bad went as expected good that my parents didn't enable my sister trying to make me babysit oh yes she did try but bad in that my sister did try to find out which room i was in but that failed and got her in trouble with her husband again firstly i made sure to tell the hotel in advance they were not to give out any of my information to anyone who asked except for the police if something needing that were to come to pass They assured me over the phone that they would not tell a soul. Then, on the day of the vacation, I left earlier in the morning than the rest of the family. I knew they wouldn't be able to get moving as a group until at least 10am, so I left at 9. Check-in wouldn't be until 1, but I wanted to make sure I had a head start. I sent out an FWI group text and was off like a shot to make the three-hour drive. My parents were upset because they'd planned a family brunch on the way, but I pointed out I was never made aware of that, so it was cancelled in favour of fast food. Like I planned, I arrived at the hotel early. Too early for check-in, but I told the desk staff I was there to make sure my parents or sister didn't give them my information. They claim they don't do that, but I told them I know for a fact it still happens sometimes, so I'm covering my butts. When they happen to be dealing with my mother, sister, and three potentially crying boys trying to guilt them at the desk, they'd better not yield, and I wanted to know if they'd try anything. They awkwardly promised me no one but me would get access to my room, then I decided to go out and get something to eat. I came back more than an hour later and there was my parents car and my brother-in-law's big suv i went to the desk to check in after making sure the lobby was clear and it was then i asked the clerk if my family had asked about me and where i was staying in the hotel yeah they did but the clerk refused to tell them my sister had apparently tried to push it but her husband shut her up i checked in went to my room and then called my folks i didn't mention i knew what they tried with the clerk and they conveniently didn't mention it either. Then we all met up as a family to go out and tour around. My sister at one point asked me to watch her kids for a moment, to which I replied, hell no, because I knew exactly what she was doing. She'd pretend to be gone for a moment and then be gone for an hour. I called her out and her husband told her to stop trying to make me watch their kids. So what did she do? She just started crying on the spot, saying that she needs a break. Her husband scolded her. He's a tired man, but he wasn't complaining. My mother gave me a nasty look, so I went right to her and said that if she tries to even think that I should be watching those kids, I would walk away from this vacation right now. It's not my job, and I'm sick and tired of her and my sister acting like this. Well, that made my mother start crying too, and then she just started repeating the words, you're right, over and over again. This is another old tactic of hers. She tries to look pathetic to guilt me, but I just said, I am right, and just let it go before walking away. 
Neither my mother or sister tried anything for the rest of the day when we got back to the hotel after dinner My family were all crowding the elevator, but I didn't get in with them They asked why and I said i'd wait for the next one My sister glared at me because she knew exactly what I was doing Then I just sat in the lobby watching youtube on my phone for 15 minutes and took the elevator up I was on a different floor and on the other end of the hotel I had a splendid night and the next morning we all went out for breakfast But I made sure they left first. I can't quite believe what i'm reading The fact that you're having to do this on a family vacation pretty much hide from the people you're vacationing with at the hotel Is mad, but after all i've read it makes complete sense I was the last one out just like I was the last one in the night before breakfast went fine Then I gave an fwi that I was going to be doing my own thing for the day My mother tried to bring up plans to go to the aquarium and a couple of other places So I said i'd meet them for those but the rest of the day was mine until family dinner They accepted this and that day went fine too But back at the hotel that evening my sister caught me leaving my room She must have been stalking the whole floor looking for me I went back to my room to chill a bit before dinner as I was tired from walking so much And my sister was just down the hall when I left my room to meet them for dinner She tried to corner me saying that i'd ruined the family vacation for her because now it wasn't hardly any different for her than at home Since she had to wrangle her kids I called bullspit because my parents were helping her a lot Then I told her that i'm sick of this song and dance of being her scapegoat and it's already over So leave me the heck alone and get on with your life Then I started walking with her yelling. Hey, i'm trying to talk to you I told her I don't care and was going to dinner She followed me to the elevator and we both said nothing to each other I didn't stay silent and I told my parents and brother-in-law that my sister had stalked me to find my room She was scolded like a child. She had a pity party I told her to stop milking it and grow up the old days when she could force her will on me were over And then I walked out of the lobby and to my car This time I was the first one to dinner when everyone else arrived. My sister looked depressed but not a dang thing was said about what happened. And that was just fine with me. My sister refrained from eye contact with me the entire evening. And this time, I didn't care about riding in the elevator with the rest of them. And I told them bluntly that unless it was an emergency, nobody is to come knocking on my door. I had a do not disturb sign for a reason. The final day, everything went swimmingly. Neither my sister or mother bothered me at all. They'd fully surrendered at this point. Yes, during the whole vacation, I did play with my nephews a bit. I'm not a complete jerk. I didn't stonewall them. I kept up being the fun uncle, just not the babysitter uncle. The kids didn't even seem to care. They just wanted to play. I even bought each of them one of those little baggies of crystals and polished stones to take home as a souvenir. There was a bit of mild drama between my sister and her husband, but that was just some small disagreements that I didn't bother to pay attention to. All in all, I'd call the vacation a win because it finally hit home for my mother and sister that the old way they did things involving me is over and I have my own life. And there we go. That is the culmination of that story, I guess, so far. The amazing thing about this post is that these four posts that I've just narrated are actually the only four posts on this entire account that OP has made on this account anyway. Now, they said right off the bat that it was a throwaway, but nonetheless, all the posts that have ever been made are those. And that's it. Pretty cool. Pretty great to see that one story can traverse a couple of subreddits. I don't know exactly what the title of this is going to be. Maybe Am I the Jerk slash Entitled People. You don't get too many collaborations on episodes of mine between subreddits, but hey, there you go. Entitled Old Man Assaults Me in Line at the Grocery Store. 
This happened on October 1st, the morning of my daughter's wedding. Had I not been in a hurry to get to the venue, things may have played out differently. I'll never know. I was there to buy distilled water for the steamer needed to steam her dress and the bridesmaid's dresses. Time was of the essence. I was patiently waiting in line with an elderly couple finishing up in front of me The woman was in front of me standing in front of the credit card payment thingy and the cart was after her Her husband was at the end of the cart bagging groceries The cashier mentioned she would bag his items and he cheerfully replied He'd done it for years for a living and didn't mind his wife laughed and said he liked helping out I was in line as I mentioned and I had my debit card ready in my hand I smiled and chimed in on the conversation I tend to talk with my hands, so as we were all chatting, I'm waving my right hand in the air. My hand was visible the entire time. Suddenly, I am shoved hard from behind. I was pushed into the little old lady, and she in turn shoved the cart into her husband. My first thought was someone tripped and fell into me. I recovered and looked behind me to see this elderly man, hair sticking straight up, mask on below his nose, glaring at me while he slammed items onto the conveyor belts. The conversation went like this. Can I help you? I shoved you because you shoved her, and I'm not about to let you shove me, so I beat you to the punch. Ha ha ha. He's yelling this at me, pulling his mask down and leaning into my face. You idiot. I can feel myself getting hot all over. I don't like confrontation, but he actually hurt my shoulder. I have fibromyalgia, and a simple hug can be excruciating. Meanwhile, the old couple in front of me just book it out of there. I never got to apologize to the woman or her husband. I didn't touch her, I said. Meanwhile, the cashier is ignoring this and quietly rings up my distilled water. I saw you shove her, so I beat you to the punch. You people today are all the same. Then he gestures to my gallon of distilled water. Have you heard of a faucet? You are what's wrong with the world. Drinking fancy water when you can drink out of a hose. You are stupid. He kept yelling at me, but I just closed off. I could hear the sound, but no longer make out the words. I think I went into a mild shock. I wanted to scream at this man and defend myself, but at the same time, why should I defend why I'm buying a dang gallon of distilled water? He shoved me and had absolutely no right to. I thought maybe the cashier would say, hey, sir, settle down or something, but she said nothing. I was robotically swiping my debit card and just thinking, I have to get to my daughter. She gets married today. I have to get to my daughter. She's waiting. I have to get to my daughter. I grabbed my water and made a hasty exit. As I was leaving, I heard him say to the cashier, Where did you get that shirt? It's ugly. I've seen better shirts in the trash. Do you know how stupid you look? She replied, I like this shirt. I'm ready for Halloween. It was a shirt with the upper part of a skeleton, ribbed sternum, etc. But he just kept on and on and she ignored him. It was then I realized this was a disturbed, possibly senile old guy. But still, I wanted, needed to get to my car. I was on the verge of tears, which happens when I get angry. I got to my car, locked the doors, and began to shake. Then, I couldn't stop. I burst into tears and shook uncontrollably for about five minutes. That's when it hit me. I was assaulted. I was assaulted, and I did nothing. I froze. I was victimized, mildly, but I cannot imagine how women recover from more violent assaults and I have a deep respect for those who can. My shoulder was on fire. Absolutely no employee in that store came to my defense. I drove to my daughter's venue, still in shock. After the wedding, hours later, I am in the shower. My husband comes in, and I have a bruise the size of a tennis ball on my left shoulder area. He inquired, and when I explained, white hot rage went through this man. 
My giant lover husband would have never allowed that man to do what he did Had he been there, we most likely would have been delayed by police So i'm grateful that didn't happen. I think about it all the time. I wish i defended myself I wish the cashier had called security. I wish i'd not crawled inside myself and shut down the way I did To anyone who survived assault you are brave. You matter. You did not deserve it. You are a survivor Mine was a rough shove and I still shake when I think about it. Wow, there we go. I guess that can show the effects of not even the most brutal of assaults, but yes, definitely an assault nonetheless. Opie, you're absolutely correct to label this as assault. Completely unprovoked. I mean, even if you had shoved someone in front of you, that doesn't allow this man to just shove you. It's absolutely ridiculous logic. He didn't even show any reasoning or like there was no reason to suggest that you had even shoved someone. As you said, your hands were clear to see the entire time. Really? strange i agree with you i think this guy has got a little bit going wrong with him upstairs but i completely echo your final point if you have survived assault and, and you're there to tell the tale and you've moved through it wow you are a brave person much love to you fair play grandmother tried to ruin the party but in the end got owned i am a 28 year old and i have with my grandmother who is 91 the worst relationship she's emotionally abusive favorites kids grandchildren and great grandkids and verbally abused me and I can keep on going, but trust me, I wouldn't finish. I cut her off and pretended she didn't exist after she was glad that my older brother, who was 25 in 2014, passed away. And when I delivered my dead baby, she said she was pleased that happened to me. After that, at every family event or family reunion, I would pretend that she doesn't exist. She tried to get her favorite grandchildren, my cousins, 33, 30, and 26, and my younger brother, who was 23, to try to convince me to talk to her or say hi to her we're puerto rican and unfortunately we're taught to respect our elders but i didn't care she's tried everything in her book and nothing has worked in 2021 my dad got a call from his sister 52 years old grandma's favorite daughter which told him that grandma was sick and wanted every child and grandchild to take care of her since she couldn't do it alone I refused, saying I had college classes and work, and I wasn't going to be doing it since knowing her, she would abuse me verbally. What I didn't know is that I was on speaker, and grandma started crying because I disrespected her. She got her favorite grandchildren to try to convince me to take care of her, but I told them no. So, a month ago, I graduated from college with my associate degree, and one of my aunts organized a barbecue for those that had graduated and those that had birthdays in May. Now, my grandma was invited to the barbecue, but I didn't let that get the best of me. We were all having a good time until it was time to do a cheer and congratulations for birthdays and graduations. One of my aunts said in her cheer that after 20 years, they have another magna cum laude graduate and that she's proud of me for never giving up. Everyone was proud until my grandmother screamed to please respect the ones that didn't graduate magna cum laude. Like my aunt said I was the only one while the other ones were recent high school graduates. Or please respect the ones that didn't go to college to waste their time. My younger brother didn't go. I kept a cool and calm head and I called her out for everything. That she was mad that the youngest favorite granddaughter didn't graduate magna cum laude. How she loves to defend abusers. My youngest brother has domestic violence history. And how I was done being the verbal punching bag. And much more. My grandmother favorite daughter and grandchildren left and the party kept on going i come to my apartment to see multiple messages to apologize to grandma because she felt offended for what i did but they're blocked including my brother other family members are on my side since they all had to endure my grandma's verbal abuse as well so yeah 
I'll keep clapping back at her. You see, this is why respecting your elders is not always the right thing to do. Now, I get it. The majority of the time, yeah, it makes sense. You know, it helps families run in a, in a certain way. Elderly people, I guess adults, in theory, should be more wise and more intelligent and have more common sense. But of course, it doesn't always work like that especially in situations like this where this grandma is an absolute disgrace at times like this you should be allowed to say you know what i get the whole respect your elders thing and as much as i do like that and i respect the elderly people and, and adults in the family you i do not respect because you mentally abuse people and physically and verbally abuse people that's probably a little bit too much right at that point i'm going to stop respecting you if that's okay now i will say great great conclusion there the fact that you're saying yeah i'll keep clapping back at her that's exactly what i want to hear so keep it up. Great stuff. It looks like you are the first in the family to actually take a stand against this heinous woman. Good for you. I hope others follow suit. Infuriatingly entitled ex. My ex is a 43-year-old man who enjoyed extreme levels of financial support from his family and doesn't acknowledge it. When I met him, he told me he's working on independent art projects. I saw him living independently, going out to eat, staying at hotels. I didn't question too much. After some months, though, I understood that this man never really worked. Yeah, some odd jobs here and there. But his rich parents supported him all the way through his 20s with a large allowance. Then, in his early 30s, they funded his another four-year degree abroad. During that time, they paid his full living expenses and tuition, totaling around $400,000. But he did not start working after that either. He got by on art grants he got from the government via fake companies he set up. After some time, he started putting pressure on his family to divide remaining assets. They were reluctant, and he started a hunger strike to make things go his way. He got another 150000 or so from his family as a result. During the following two to three years, he spent it all on his projects. I met him during that time and didn't have a full context. During that time, he cut contact with his family and wrote a scathing memoir ebook that he distributed to all family members. The ebook psychoanalyzes everyone in the family, says that he hates his mother, etc. But once the money ran out and his projects didn't pan out, he was left with nothing and no plan B, no real career path or skills. He then mended his relationship with his family and he takes money from them once again. He tried to persuade his 85-year-old father to take a large loan for him. He refuses to consider blue-collar jobs that pay almost nothing and take too much time. He said that he considers his parents' money an equivalent of universal basic income that prevents workers' exploitation. How has he got to that conclusion? Additionally, he tried to persuade me to take a loan for him during our relationship. He also tried to persuade me to give him various kinds of jobs that he could get paid for, like being my assistant. I broke up with him because I'm a self-made person who fought hard for financial stability. And he was not only not self-sufficient, but more than happy to get by exploiting others. He also frequently flew into rage on random occasions. For example, when he thought that a coffee at a coffee shop was too expensive and everyone had to know that he's never coming here again. And I was left apologizing to people and dealing with the stress of it all. Yeah, I mean, this is the definition of a rich, entitled kid. Simple as that. This is the problem, and this is why, no matter how much money I ever earn ever, I would never just give it all to my kids, especially when they're young. Because you get, you just, you just produce offspring like this that have no understanding of what money is and also have no drive or want or desire to actually go out there and, and make a life for themselves and earn money for themselves because they know that 
Just one little quick question to mummy and daddy and it's coming in anyway. So to be fair, why work? Why bother when you have all the money there anyway? That ultimately, I'm not going to lie, is the fault of the parents as much as it is the kid and this guy now, your ex, for being entitled in the first place. One of the comments says, you dodged a bullet. A hobosexual with a trust fund is still a hobosexual <laughs> and with entitlement issues and a bad temper to boot, boot him. Hobosexual is a crazy word, but it works so well for this bloke. And I agree, boot him. And now for our final entitled people story of this episode. My entitled sister tries to get my brother to lie about her hitting me to get out of trouble, but my little bro had my back. For a little background, my little brother is on the autism spectrum, but he always likes to help people when he learns a useful skill. On this fateful day, it was no different. It was his turn to do our laundry since we share a room and he takes care of it while i'm busy as i mentioned earlier he discovered that my sister's clothes were still in the washer instead of being in the dryer as a responsible person would have done however this was no problem for my little brother he simply moved them into the dryer for her and even ran the clothes through the dryer so he could wash his own clothes by the time his clothes were done our sister still hadn't come to collect her clothes so my brother put them in a bag and took them into our grandmother's room she used to sleep in there to make space for our clothes in the dryer a few hours later all hell broke loose my sister emerged in the laundry room screaming like a banshee about someone stealing her clothes initially my brother denied taking care of her laundry because my sister seemed like she was going to harm the person who did it as if they deliberately ruined her clothes however he eventually confessed to putting her clothes in the dryer and taking them to our grandmother's room my sister demanded that my brother show her where the clothes were and proceeded to verbally abuse him all the way there. Hearing all this verbal abuse, I decided to confront my sister and tell her off. I pointed out that my brother had taken responsibility for something she should have done herself. If he hadn't done what he did, my sister would have been left with a pile of wet and smelly clothes requiring her to wash them again. Her response was to kick me right in the stomach and I wasn't going to let that slide easily. At the time, I was a six-foot male, and my mother had told me that hitting people in public, or those much younger than me, probably wouldn't be allowed. But dealing with my older sister was different. As she attempted to strike me again, I swiftly grabbed her and threw her onto the bed before punching her in the back. My sister started scratching my neck and biting my arm, but I eventually gained the upper hand, pinned her down, and punched her again, warning her never to try something like that again. I then left the room with my little brother. Not 30 seconds after I left, I saw my sister chasing after me with some sort of wooden object in her hand. I quickly turned around and ducked, but she threw it straight at the back of my head, causing it to break. The object she threw, not my head. My grandma witnessed this and my father heard the crack, immediately rushing downstairs to see what had happened. Meanwhile, I ran to my room, lay down and tried to ease the pain. When I came back out, my sister was in tears and my father, mother and grandmother were all trying to find out why she did this. She kept insisting that I had hit her, which was true. Yet my mum argued that most of the time I wouldn't have hit her if she hadn't struck me first. Then my sister turned to my little brother and asked him to tell them what happened, likely hoping that he would lie and that she would reward him later. But he didn't my brother said that my sister had been bullying him and i'd come to defend him before she kicked me seeing the fear in her eyes and the rest of the family converging on her like a pack of wolves made every second of sharing a room with my younger brother worthwhile uh yeah just bullying an autistic kid who happens to be a brother that that sounds like a good person to me jesus what a horrible horrible person your sister is not just bullying him 
after he's helped you out by the way i don't know about you guys but if if you leave washing in the washing machine and you don't take it out when it's done like you leave it overnight or even longer it just smells and you have to wash it again and also it doesn't allow other people to wash their clothes like what he's doing is helping you but no i'm gonna target you because you're autistic and then later say no no you got my back don't you god like imagine what would have happened if because your brother's autistic and doesn't know completely you know understand socially or whatever what's going on he said yeah just went along with the sister but just because you know he just felt inclined to do so also she is his elder sister that would have been terrible just literally exploiting a kid who's who's got autism like if it wasn't if it wasn't so serious i probably wouldn't laugh that is the dark humor in me but uh yeah i'm glad that, that everyone has seen the light and that your brother has, has stood up for himself fair play to the bloke a good man right there friend wants to use me as her backup atm next month i am going away on vacation with a long time friend we're going to the Caribbean for five nights. It's not all inclusive, so we will be responsible for paying for food, drinks, and any activities. My friend asked me how much I was bringing in cash. I said $300 cash plus debit and credit cards. She told me she's going to bring $300 in cash, but no debit or credit cards. She said she's on a budget and $300 is her limit. I explained that that comes to around only $60 per day. This is not one of the cheaper Caribbean islands. So after food and drink alone, that won't leave her with much left over. I reminded her that she needs to factor in cabs, incidentals, or any activities we may decide to do. And you never know if an emergency will come up where she'll need money. But she says to me, well, that's why I have you and started to laugh. That angered me to no end. I tell her that we're both adults who are responsible for our own selves. It would be one thing if she lost her purse and needed money. I'd float her money before she even had time to ask. But to purposely use me as her backup ATM? Yeah, that's not going to work. I told her that now that I know what she's up to, I'm not going to go along with it. If she runs out of money, she'll just be asked out and hungry. She needs to bring her cards with her for her own good. She's now telling me I am too harsh and she'll bring extra money but no cards. I told her, do what she wants, but if there's an emergency, she is on her own. Now, the great news about this story is that OP posted an update after the trip ended. And uh, yeah, let's see how it went down and just how her friend reacted. So first of all, OP says, thanks to everyone for the feedback and suggestions. It truly did save the vacation. Here are the highlights. One, some of you said that the hotel would want a credit card on file from the person who made the reservation. Now, my friend was the one who booked the vacation. She put the whole thing on her credit card because she wanted the card points. I told her because the reservation was booked through a third-party app, the hotel would need the original card used to make the reservation. So she was on the hook to bring her credit card. I've got no idea if that is true or not, but it sounded good based on what you guys commented. She wasn't happy that her own greed got her but at least she brought a credit card. Secondly, others mentioned that she was going to sulk and sulk she did. When we got to the airport, I told her I was not going to spend the vacation in her misery. So let's hash it out right now. She said that my tone was very rude as if I was accusing her of trying to mooch off of me, but that's what she was doing. I told her to put herself in my shoes. She was deliberately not being responsible and told me to my face that I was her backup plan and laughed about it. It made me feel used and put upon. She apologized and I apologize for being so harsh. Number three, some of you said she would try to be content with cutting corners. Cabs were prohibitively expensive on the island and they didn't take credit cards. So she looked up how to take the local buses. I was fine with that until we waited 45 minutes in the heat for a bus to take us to the mall, island time. 
Yep, we only took cabs after that. Number four, a few mentioned that she would go through her cash in the first two days. You were close. Two and a half days. There were several markets with local jewelry and crafts that she absolutely loved, and they only took cash. So she ran through her money rather quickly. She only brought her credit card, not her debit card. So as someone suggested, I made her sell me right then and there the money that I took out the ATM for her. She paid for the exchange and ATM fees. Five, she tried it with the meals. She ordered something big and wanted to split the bill evenly. Normally, I would not nitpick about that, but I just didn't want her to feel like she still got one over me in any way. Since she used her credit card for meals to save the cash she had, I paid what I owed in cash and she paid the rest, her higher portion, with her credit card. And six, overall, we had a good time. We did a few excursions, had shopping and beach time and relaxed. She even told me it was a good thing she brought her credit card. Things only got weird when I asked her to sell me right then and there at the ATM before I gave her the cash but she knew why I was being so hard-nosed about it. Well, there we go. I think that that right there is how to deal with Entitled People 101. If you know you're going away with somebody that can be a little bit entitled, says things like, oh, don't worry, you'll just give me money if I run out, stuff like that, I think that is the method. You have to just set your stall out from early Be hard, be tough on them. They're not going to like it, but you have to do it and just say, no, this isn't going to run. This is how things are going to work. You're going to spend your own money on the things you buy. I'm going to do the same. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to be your free ATM, obviously. Now, of course, it was a little bit awkward in a couple of moments and you don't want that. But think how awkward and terrible it could have been for you personally, OP, if there had been no credit card provided from your friend and you'd had to fund it all and you probably wouldn't have got the money back, etc., etc. It would have been a terrible trip. So the fact is, because you posted on Reddit, got all that great advice and were really disciplined with your friend, it seemed like you had a good time actually overall. And uh, yeah, if not for that, I really don't think you would have done. Now for our next entitled people's story. A crazy woman attacked my daughter at the movies. My daughter, who is 16, is part of the LGBTQ community and she likes to dress in a very androgynous slash boyish way. This is okay. She's always been like this and this year she's been free to express herself. A few months ago, she got a pixie cut, which looks amazing on her. When the Super Mario movie came out, she went to see it at the cinema with some of her friends. I wasn't there, so this is the story she told me. After the film, they wanted to go somewhere else to eat, but first she went to the toilet in the theater. There, she saw a middle-aged woman and her little daughter. Now, my daughter was quick, but when she came out of the stool, the woman confronted her. One of the things she said was, Why are you here? You should not be here. My daughter was obviously confused and then the woman grabbed her by the hair and shouted Why are you after my child? My daughter then cried and said, please let me go After begging as if her life depended on it The woman let her go and then demanded that she prove she was a girl My daughter cried and froze while this crazy woman screamed at her and told her to take off her trousers She refused of course, but a man came in saw what was happening and said to the woman honey What the hell are you doing? The woman pointed to my daughter and said this man tried to touch my child The man just looked at her in confusion and said let's get out of here now So they left and didn't come back Security was called, but they'd already left the theater. My daughter was reunited with her friends and then she called me She was very upset and panicked. Obviously, it was traumatic for her. We're still working on it But she's been very quiet in therapy the days after that she tried to dress as feminine as possible She almost looked like barbie, but I could tell she was miserable and hated every minute of it 
We tried begging her to stop and just be herself But she's afraid that some random person will attack her again She finally stopped but is trying to be modest in her style I've had enough of this town since my husband and I became openly lgbtq allies We've seen some people ostracize us Even my sister told me I should match my daughter with a boy to fix her It's even worse for her of course because her school does nothing about bullying and the school district is discussing banning books I was seriously planning to move to a bigger city and a better state and both my daughter and my husband agreed I'm very sad that I didn't realize earlier how bigoted this town and my environment are Because until last year we didn't deviate from the norm I need to make sure that my daughter can be safe and be herself Since she came out our bonds as a family have become so much stronger But relations with the rest of the town have deteriorated and many bridges are being burned But they're not my daughter so I don't care. Wow, that is incredibly sad, to be honest. Um, the fact that you have to leave an entire area that, hey, maybe, maybe it's been a nice place because they're just bigoted or the, the environment and the people are just, you know, openly homophobic is crazy. That's, I can't quite fathom that. But yeah, all I'd say is if you guys all are in agreement and you can financially do it, do it. You've got to for the sake of your daughter and yourselves as well. And you don't want to be around people like that anyway, no matter you know which way you swing but for your daughter for her to have a life where she feels accepted and doesn't feel forced to dress in a certain way that is truly tragic yeah you've got to move as quickly as you can now the final post in today's episode is actually an update from another episode of mine that you guys seem to really enjoy it was from a few days ago i'll put the link down below in the top line of the description the thumbnail is on screen right now but just to remind you briefly of what happened there are a number of stories a number of updates from the same person and we pretty much just went through them all one by one and i said at the end of that one if there was another update then i'd cover it and there is so to give a little summary as to what happened overall in that story it was all about op going on a family vacation and just not wanting to be a free babysitter then his family found his post on reddit it kind of got a little bit more tense in the family as you can probably guess his sister then demanded he takes all his posts down he said no then there was a final update after the family vacation and now we have a little bit more so here we go mother and sister saw my last post they really don't know when to let well enough alone hey mum. hey sis i warned you that if you didn't stop i would go right back to reddit and here i am the short of it is that my mother and sister saw my last post and freaked out my sister was stalking my account for days because she knew i'd post well what did she expect that i just say everybody had a good time she called me and cried that i made her look like a bad mother i ended up replying well if the glass slipper fits my sister argued with me some more but i asked her to name anything in the post that was a lie she tried several times but i pointed out that every detail was spot on so what does she do she calls mummy Then my mother showed up at my door demanding I delete all the posts. I told her no and now I have ammunition for one more I ended up making her leave crying I spoke with my mother and father over the phone later and bluntly told them that their enabling of my sister led to the previous family dynamic I will never go back to how things were so if they have any hope of that left I'm stuffing it out for good. My parents then told my sister for the love of god to stop blaming me and to leave me alone They can't take the stress of my retaliation anymore. Well, my sister had a literal no one loves me pity party and my parents had to snap her back to reality. My brother-in-law hasn't called. Pretty sure he's staying indifferent slash neutral. But this can't be good for his marriage or my familial connection to him. 
So out of respect to my brother-in-law, I am sorry, man But your wife just pushed me too far Currently my parents are insisting my sister gets counseling because she can't be a mum and juggle the habits of her old life, too Woman up as they say either way. I'm hoping this is my last post. You hear that sis If you don't stop thinking I should have been your personal slave babysitter watchdog, etc, etc And you want to keep acting like the whole world is against you because you can't lord over me Then we can't be around each other Maybe we can get along and move past this rubbish if you're willing Don't give me a reason to write anything else and the reddit posts about you end here I'll only post ones involving me and the treatment I get from people Treat me like a decent human being and this will be over capiche and then we actually have one more final update from op in this same post My parents and I had a long talk in which they have apologized and for the moment We've agreed that i'll keep a bit of distance until thanksgiving I also had a man-to-man talk with my brother-in-law last night over some cold beers He told my sister she needed counseling or he would separate from her and they're in the process of finding her a counselor He also told me that while my sister was an absolute witch to me at home She's a very loving and endearing wife, but she also admitted that she likes being an only child We're nearly a decade apart in age So my sister held on to some resentment about that for a long time and just let it build up She's agreed that she does need counseling. Hang on. I need to hang on your sister is 10 years older than you then, right? I, I assume i'm getting that right and is acting like this. I, I don't know why I just presumed you were similar ages But she's 10 years older than you and acting like a two-year-old unbelievable. What a person Nonetheless, uh, let's carry on She's agreed that she does need counseling and will be going as soon as they get it set up They've also found a qualified babysitter to look after my nephews aside from those things My brother-in-law did admit that he was angry with me too, but didn't step in when I needed him So we've agreed that this was all just a very bad situation that needs to be ended So we're just gonna let it rest in peace from here on out And lastly these posts have gotten me a girlfriend The girl I like had a feeling it was me after she read them and was just waiting for me to say something And we'll be going on our first date tonight. So I thank everybody here for their immense support I really needed it. And there we go. Nice little ending there. Good to see some positivity come from this story. It does actually sound like, you know, after all that's that's been said and done. Guys, if you haven't, by the way, seen an entire episode that has about four different stories from OP about his family, go and watch that link down below. You know, it looks like we're getting somewhere. People are making up. Apologies are happening. People are maturing a little bit. In your sister's case, I don't know if that's true, but at least she's accepted that she needs to go to counseling. That's a pretty crazy thing to do to be fair i mean i rate it i really do uh yeah she has the ultimatum from her husband but still it's a good thing to do to accept that you know what i need to i need to improve her or, or work on some things and uh the fact that you've got a girlfriend now or you know you're starting to date a girl is brilliant if there's one thing this episode has shown it's the power of reddit as a community and uh yeah I love it sister wants my wedding because it doesn't count as i'm gay This is so unreal to me that a person has this much audacity, but apparently my sister does I a 28 year old woman met my soon-to-be wife noah when she moved to my country for work She was freshly divorced but has a little girl who is five called lena Lena is the sweetest and it's been wonderful getting to know her Noah divorced her husband after realizing she was gay and he ran for the hills Stating he didn't want anything to do with her or Lena in case she passes it on Whatever the frick that means I proposed to Noah 10 months ago as I know she'd be too nervous to it wasn't extravagant I just asked her over dinner with Lena's blessing. We've agreed. We want it simple and intimate for the wedding Her first wedding was big and she hated it 
So just family and close friends. My parents have offered to give us some money to help towards it, even though we've reassured them it isn't going to be a big affair. But they wanted Lena to get a pretty flower girl dress and wanted to pay for my dress and whatever Noah will wear, probably a suit. Enter my entitled younger sister Kate, who acts like she and her boyfriend are engaged, but he's too scared to actually ask her. She's the golden child, spoilt and gets whatever she wishes. She's made some remarks about Noah already having a child and being a divorcee, but I told her to lose the ignorance. Just because she decided to stay in our small hometown and not expand her personality doesn't mean she can say stuff like that. Over dinner last night, she started whining about how I didn't need any money and she didn't know why we were bothering with the wedding when Noah has done it all before. This is something Noah is insecure about, so I get protective of her. Kate went on to say that she could reuse her first wedding dress and started cackling. Her boyfriend looked embarrassed and my parents told her to be quieter, but no one said anything else. My parents have come to me and said it made sense to them if they give more money to my sister's wedding fund as it will be her first and only wedding. They're not even engaged yet. Totally ignoring the fact that I have never been married. I told them to keep all of their money as it wasn't welcome if they were going to shame my wife and stepdaughter. We are perfectly able to fund it on our own. Well, there we go, guys. What a way to start off today's episode with a little bit of homophobia. I didn't want anything else than that. I mean, that's brilliant. What a start. That thoroughly enjoyed that as always. But hey, all I'll say is in all seriousness now, all you can do is do exactly as you are doing. Pay for it yourself. Don't invite any of your family. I mean, the parents, if anything, enabling this behavior, absolutely disgusting. You expect entitled behavior. Sadly, you do from certain people in the world. You really do. Look, I know it's 2023, but we all know that people are still homophobic out there, you know, racist. People are just horrible. But from your own family that is really really mental i don't really understand how that's possible but hey as i said don't invite any of them just don't now for our next entitled people story now this one is unbelievable and has a crazy twist at the end my brother slept with and ran off with my ex and now wants an invite to my wedding getting my parents uninvited in the process i a 24 year old male wasn't even going to make a post about this but my brother who i'll call turk made four posts about it so i thought i should share my side of the story now the amazing thing about this guys is that op has actually linked to his brother's posts and we're going to get into them at the end i'll use the same names he did for the sake of simplicity my fiance is maria and my ex is jen a little over five years ago my brother started dating maria my now fiance three months after they started dating they set me up with her now ex best friend jen The four of us did a lot together since the girls were best friends. Turk and Maria dated for a year and Jen and I dated for nine months. At the end of our relationship, I came home early and found Turk and Jen having sex in my bed. After I processed the situation, I called Maria because I'd want to know if I was in her place. She came over and we confronted Turk and Jen. They dumped us and I found out two days later, started dating each other. It broke me. I came home to find my brother screw my girlfriend only to then run off with her. I had to move back in with my parents. It was infuriating because they kept talking about how happy Turk and Jen were. Throughout the next couple of months, Maria and I started talking. We were two people in similarly trashy situations and we found some comfort in each other. So four months after we got dumped, Maria and I officially started dating. 
Six months after we got dumped, Tuck found out that Jen was cheating on him and she left him for another guy. I actually only found this out today from reading Turk's post. Maria would get the occasional message from Turk, trying to reconnect, but she ignored him. Anyway, moving on to now. Maria and I are engaged and getting married in September. My parents were invited until my mum called me and threatened to not come if I didn't invite Turk. I told her to not bother coming regardless. In my mother's eyes, Turk can do no wrong. When he screwed and started dating my ex, I told my parents everything he did and my mum tried defending him. Our relationship isn't the greatest, but it was somewhat decent. After I uninvited my parents, I only uninvited my mum, but my dad texted me and said he's not coming if my mum isn't, Turk blew up my phone trying to get a hold of me. This is the first time he's even tried reaching out to me in four years. Like I said before, Turk posted about the situation here on Reddit as well. And apparently my parents told him that Maria and I were getting married and that started this whole thing of them getting uninvited. He stopped calling me, but he's blowing up my phone with texts, begging me to reinvite my parents and possibly give him an invite. So yeah, I just wanted to get my side out there. Okay, well that's frankly a ridiculous post. And as I said, we're now gonna get into Turk's post unbelievably here we go okay guys so remember that this is the previous op's brother turk posting on r slash am i wrong a new subreddit one that i've not heard of this looks interesting who says this am i wrong for accidentally getting my parents uninvited from my brother's wedding back when my ex maria and i were dating we set my brother arthur up with his ex jen who was maria's i guess now ex best friend Maria and I dated for about a year and Arthur and Jen dated for about nine months. We constantly do things together since Maria and Jen were best friends. Out of our little group, my personality matched Jen's the most, which led to us getting close. I felt so comfortable around her and we both had a moment of weakness. We were at a party and we did the deed. We snuck around for about a week before Arthur and Maria found out. Jen and I decided we'd be better together, so we broke off our relationship and started dating each other. Jen and I dated for about six months and it was amazing until I found out she was cheating on me and she left me for another guy. I was heartbroken. I thought I'd found my match. I kept thinking about how good Maria then was to me. In hindsight, she treated me way better than Jen ever did. I went to message her to beg her to take me back, but I decided to look at her Instagram pictures first And that's when I found out that her and Arthur had started dating in the six months Jen and I were together. They've been together for four years now. And I found out from my parents that they're getting married in September. It hurt so much finding that out. What hurt even more was the fact that I didn't receive an invite. I mean, I know things have happened between us, but Arthur and I are brothers. We're family. When I told my parents I hadn't received an invite, they phoned Arthur and tried to get him to invite me but all that ended up doing is getting them uninvited. I tried calling Arthur to get them reinvited and to get myself invited, but he didn't answer any of my calls. My parents haven't said anything, but I feel like they're mad at me for getting them uninvited from Arthur's wedding. So am I wrong for accidentally getting my parents uninvited from my brother's wedding? And there we go. That concludes possibly the weirdest couple of posts that I've read on on Reddit in in a long time. I mean, back to back, people talking about the same event just with totally different perspectives all i can say is the brother the one that i just read here but what's wrong with you my friend seriously what's wrong with you i mean everything that you've just written there is just so ridiculous it's crazy 
You deserve everything that you got and obviously you're not going to be invited to your brother's wedding And also it's not even your fault that your parents aren't invited because that's their actions, right? So yeah, you accidentally got them uninvited, but they chose to side with you over him even though you're the one that cheated with his girlfriend i mean that is just it's just so crazy ryan giggs anyone ryan giggs right then now moving on to our next entitled people post i should have sacrificed myself for her so i'm not entirely sure if this qualifies as an entitled parent or just someone who's mentally insane but this just happened a few hours ago so here goes I am a 29-year-old man, and I work for a small hardware store in my city. I'm about 6'2", chubby, but still muscular from all the heavy lifting I do for work. Early this morning, me and we will call her Nancy, who is 49, were at the store before opening to do inventory. It was about an hour before opening, and Nancy went outside to grab something from her car. She came back in a few minutes later, at gunpoint, with someone walking behind her. Now, I've never been involved in any kind of robbery before, aside from minor shoplifting attempts, so I froze in place. The gunman pointed it at me, telling me to keep my hands visible and to follow them. Nancy was technically the opening manager and therefore had the keys to the store and vault in the back office, so he held me up while she emptied it. He was gone in about 10 minutes, but it felt like an eternity. Our store doesn't have any kind of silent alarm, so once we were sure he was gone, I went and called 911. Now, after I get off the phone, Nancy comes up to me and asks, word for word, what the frick is wrong with you? I stare at her completely caught off guard and asked her what she was talking about. She proceeds to rant at me up until the police arrive. To sum up her rant, she basically said I was a pathetic excuse of a man for not protecting a single mother when I was in danger. I asked her what she expected me to do in that situation. She expected me to try and get the gun away from him so he couldn't hurt her. It was around that point that the police arrived to take our statements and ensure that we were okay. My actual boss is on vacation this week, but has given me the next two days off. Paige, I love that guy. That is to recover from the shock of the situation, and he said to call him if I need anything. I haven't told him about Nancy's rant yet, I'm still trying to process everything she said to me. Okay, well, that is absolutely unbelievable that she said that in that situation, but there is an update to this one as well. Here we go. Hey, everyone. Not sure if this is how you do an update, but here goes. I just wanted to start by thanking everyone for the kind words and advice I was given. It was definitely the scariest moment of my life, and I've decided I'm going to look into potential therapy. Before the actual updates, I just wanted to explain a few things based on some comments I saw in my original post. First of all, the hardware store I work for is small just in the physical sense. It's still technically one of the big name hardware stores in the US, just not warehouse size like the ones with the orange and blue logos. Two, when I said that Nancy had emptied the vault, I wasn't referring to an actual safe or lockbox. The vault in our store refers to a small, double-locked room where they store the money orders the store receives from the big armored trucks. And three, Nancy actually is the HR manager for our store. Because the store manager was out of town for the week, she was the acting store manager along with one other person who was off that day. My actual store manager, Nancy, and the third associate are the only ones with keys to the vaults. So, now for the update. To be honest, I'm not sure if I'm more angry or scared right now, but I got off the phone with my store manager half an hour ago. He was reviewing the security camera footage that was sent to him from his hotel room. I knew the store had cameras. What I didn't know is that we have cameras that face the parking lot. Some of you mentioned it in the comments, so you may not be surprised to hear 
that Nancy has been arrested for assisting in robbing the store. I can't go into extreme detail, but according to my boss, the gunman was seen exiting Nancy's car when she went outside. They spoke for a bit before walking back up to the store. I don't know much else aside from that the guy was her new boyfriend. What? This episode has actually been insane. Oh my gosh. I'm feeling so many different emotions right now. Confusion, anger, fear, etc. She traumatized someone 20 years younger for a few thousand dollars. I don't know if she was cheering me out about the single mother thing because she'd hoped I would have done something to warrant getting shot over. All I know is that this woman who originally did my hiring interview is mentally insane. As I said, I think I'm going to look into therapy for this. It's just too much for me to process alone. My boss has offered me additional leave of absence if needed as well. So for now, I'm going to take some time off. And if I get any more info I can share, I'll further update you. And there's another actually insane post. Uh, what, th- what is it with this episode in particular? Just the most crazy post. What? What is that? A, a, what? A hardware store? Assisted robbery? Mad. I don't know if this really counts as entitled, to be honest, or if it's just crazy. Now, this was posted just five days ago. So as of yet, there hasn't been an update to this. But I'm so interested to see what happens as a result of this. This is absolutely ridiculous. I can't quite believe the level of stories that I've read in this one episode wow what's really really scary is that there was actually no need for her to say like she'd already achieved her objective right of getting the money or whatever it was in the vault why did she then say to you op like why was she so angry and saying why didn't you jump in and help the only thing i can think about or can fathom in my mind is that she actually did want you to get involved so that there was an excuse for you to be shot like you said which is such a weird like mental thing to think of but i actually can't think of anything else if you guys can think of any other logic not saying there is much logic in this story at all or from nancy but if you can think of any other reasons to why nancy chewed you out afterwards other than what i just said please comment down below because at this moment i can't and that is extremely worrying nonetheless i hope that her and her new boyfriend go to prison for a long long time and you get the help you need that is terrifying what an episode entitled sister-in-law wants custody of my baby First of all, some background. I am a 36-year-old woman and my sister-in-law is 40 years old. I've been married to her brother for over 10 years and there's always been some jealousy and resentment from her. She's always felt like I had the life she wanted, not necessarily with her brother, but the marriage, family, job stability, etc. I have three kids, a 10-year-old girl, an eight-year-old boy, and a three-month-old girl as well. She got married last year and they decided to start trying for a baby but she was unfortunately told that she can't have children naturally. She was, understandably, devastated, and the family comforted her as best we could. We recently had a family dinner, and in the middle of it, she says, OP, I think it's really unfair that you got to have three kids, and I can't have any. Your baby is my last chance to raise a child, so I think you should give her to me during the week so I can create a motherly bond with her, and you can have her on weekends. Now, before I could respond, The entire table erupted with everyone talking at once. So I took my older kids upstairs. When I got back to the dining room, her husband was asking what the heck is wrong with her and why would she even think to ask that? She was trying to justify herself when I asked them to leave. I also said that she's no longer welcome at my house or around my children until she gets help. She started screaming that I don't deserve my life or my children and that I stole her baby from her. Her husband and my mother-in-law kept apologizing and dragged her out of the house, still crying and screaming. 
Now my kids want to know why their aunt wants to take the baby. Now OP has also added a few points onto the end here. One, we have a security system and cameras already installed and nobody else has keys to our house. Well, I guess thinking about whether this aunt comes and tries to actually steal her kid. Number two, I will not be able to get a restraining order as this one incident isn't enough to justify it. Three, my husband and I spoke to the older kids about it the same night and will be having another talk with them to reinforce that my sister-in-law is not a safe person anymore. Four, our country does not have the right to bear arms and I also have no interest in getting a gun. And finally, five, I'll be informing the school and daycare of the issue and giving them her photo. Now, for those questioning the validity of the post, I completely understand, says OP. If I'd heard about this last week, I wouldn't believe it either but it's unfortunately the situation that I'm currently dealing with. Well, there we go. A crazy situation to start off today's episode. But thankfully, we actually have an update. This was posted just a couple of weeks after the original. Here we go. So, my sister-in-law has been admitted to a psychiatric facility. In the comments of my previous post, I mentioned that her husband was seeking out counseling for them to deal with the infertility prior to this incident. After the incident, he sought out a psychiatrist rather than a counselor, and they had their first session last week. I didn't get the specifics of what happened, but basically she made some statements that the psychiatrist felt indicated that she was a danger to others, namely my baby and me, and she was placed under involuntary holds. My brother-in-law has been nothing but apologetic through this entire ordeal, and he kept her away from us since the incident. My mother-in-law has been staying with them to keep an eye on my sister-in-law. She tried to leave the house in the middle of the night to see her baby. Also, my brother-in-law found her researching how to induce lactation, and she said it was to make sure she can feed the baby properly when I come to my senses and give her up. From what my brother-in-law has said, seeing me breastfeed is apparently what triggered the entire episode. It was the first time my sister-in-law was around the baby for any length of time, and she was holding her when she got fussy because she was hungry. Naturally, I took her to feed her, and this made her feel inadequate because it triggered the thought that she would never be able to do that, which led to the events of the last post. I'm grateful for all the advice that was offered on my last post, as some of it was really helpful. We won't be moving as it's not feasible for us at the moment, but we have taken extra steps with security both at home and at the kids' school and daycare. This whole thing is taking a toll on the family, but my mother-in-law, father-in-law, and brother-in-law are taking care of my sister-in-law, and my husband and I are focused on ensuring the safety of our immediate family and minimizing the effect on the kids as much as we can. Well, there we go. No time to warm up in this one, guys. Uh, Straight into the thick of it with someone that is just completely mental. Let's be honest. I don't honestly know if this counts as entitled because clearly this woman is dealing with a whole host of issues here. And to be honest, some of it does make sense. I mean, if you are someone that really wanted to have kids and start a family and and you learn that you can't do that naturally anyway, that's going to be devastating. So in part, I kind of understand why she's gone down this sort of road and she does clearly need psychiatric help. However, it's still crazy like it doesn't take away from the fact that what she's asking is ridiculous it's mental i hope she gets the help that she so very clearly needs and and comes to her senses and realizes that yep although she's in a terrible situation you can't just randomly have custody of someone else's kid but yeah i don't think it's, it's it's that entitled to be honest i just think she needs some help all right now for our second entitled people story Couple took our insta-worthy hot chocolate by mistake. I am a 42-year-old woman and I live in Copenhagen. 
but the rest of my family does not So my sisters like to come visit for a few days every now and then to hang out and enjoy some sightseeing and good food This happened in december 2019 So before 2020 which means lots of people everywhere and no restrictions of any kind My little sister who is now 38 was here for a christmas visit in december And we were enjoying the lights the sights and some lovely christmassy delights It was a cold day and we decided that we would visit a smallish cafe that makes really tasty and very beautiful all things chocolate and have some of their seasonal hot chocolate, which was kind of pricey, but well worth the price tag. It was a salt caramel and clementine hot chocolate, lavishly decorated, by the way. You could get two to three kinds of pretty but regular hot chocolates too, but this one was their Instagram hot chocolate, if you know what I mean. My sister finds us a table, and I get in line to order two of these chocolate wonders. There's a bit of a queue, but it moves along fairly quickly. I get to the counter, order, and the chocolate goddess at the counter asks me my very feminine name to call when my order is up and informs me that it will be about 10 minutes. I go and sit down and wait with my sister at the other end of the cafe, but very much still within hearing distance. So just about 10 minutes later, the male half of a couple orders and goes to sit down with his girlfriend, two tables away from the counter, at the same time that my name is called. Now, I cannot see their table as it's behind me, but my sister told me later that the girlfriend pointed at our chocolates immediately and the man more or less sprinted up to get them when the woman, who made the hot heavenly drinks, had her back turned. I walk up there and my drinks are, of course, gone. One of the chocolate goddesses comes over with the next order and calls a name. I ask where the order for my name is and she said that when she looked over her shoulder to check, she assumed that I'd gotten them because they were gone. A chocolate god interjected that he saw a man take my order and pointed to the table with the thieving couple who were busy taking lots and lots of photos of the drinks. The goddess went over with me in tow and asked what they'd ordered. They had ordered regular hot chocolates, but the girlfriend had wanted these when she saw them in all their glory just sitting on the counter with no one to claim them for at least five minutes. And so she thought it didn't matter if they took them instead. They were unclaimed for five friggin seconds lady the goddess explained that the drinks were not theirs and to wait for their order No, they are ours now The girlfriend claimed and pulled the finders keepers card all while looking triumphantly at me The goddess asked the guy which name he gave at the counter and he claimed he gave the same as my name Hence the mix-up. So I asked him what name was called then surprise surprise. He couldn't answer now his girlfriend's getting upset and is sat there saying no 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 over and over again while the guy asked if i could just not order new ones since clearly they'd made a mistake and their drinks were already on their table why so you can steal those two the goddess asked if i wanted those specific two drinks or could she maybe make me some new ones i asked if the couple would be allowed to keep the mouth-watering morsels of goodness if i wanted new ones and she said yes Well, then of course I wanted those specific drinks. And now the girlfriend was visibly crying. The goddess took the drinks away and gave them to me. As we were walking away, I inspected the drinks and told her she better pour these away and make new ones. Because one, they were now cold. And two, there were tears in one of them. And though I enjoy salt caramel, this level of salt was a bit much. She grinned and took them away and made me new ones that were served at the table My sister and I agreed that these were the best hot chocolates we've ever had We enjoyed them loudly while the thieving couple stared daggers at us And there we go Unlike the woman in the first story who I thought to be honest was a little bit more kind of mentally ill 
than uh, than entitled. Although she still was entitled, don't get me wrong. These two are just entitled. Simple as that. You know what? I've been to I've been to Copenhagen, right? And look, it is an expensive town. It is an expensive city. But surely if you're getting one hot chocolate, you can afford to pay a couple of whatever it's called. Is it Krona? I don't know. I've got that wrong. Maybe. A couple of Krona more for one that's slightly more Instagram worthy rather than stealing it. What is the point of that? It just doesn't make any sense to me. That right there is the definition of entitled when it's not even really in your interest to do something. You're just doing it because you're entitled. Simple as that. Entitled friend Fs around and finds out. I've known Colette for over a decade. She has kids from a previous relationship and is one of those obnoxious parents. The kind who honestly believes her toddlers are perfectly behaved angels who can be taken anywhere and never cause any upset. She is completely delusional and thinks her kids never cry or have emotions other than sunshine and maturity beyond their years. Correct me if I'm wrong, but kids who are like that tend to be that way due to fear of consequences painful consequences. Now, Colette isn't the greatest human, but she also doesn't abuse her kids. She is actually on the other end of the spectrum and spoils them rotten. Earlier this year, she married a single dad. This put a strain on our relationship because I wouldn't listen to her badmouth her stepson, who I'll call Caleb, age seven years old. Caleb is on the spectrum and has some issues with impulse control and emotional regulation. He's in therapy for that, but Colette hates him regardless. I could endure listening to her delusions about how perfect she thinks her kids are, but shut her down for the nasty things she tried to say about Caleb. What remained of our friendship broke entirely a few months ago. That was when Caleb's mum said that she needed a break and that his dad needed to step up. Colette lost her mind. I'll let your imaginations fill in the blanks for all the ableist and hateful trash that she vomited. I told her she should have known this was a possibility. Isn't it obvious that if you date someone with minor children, you have to be prepared that they could be a full-time responsibility? Colette screamed that of course she knew, but that only applied if Caleb's mother died. It wasn't fair that she ruined Colette's fairytale romance where her new husband stepped in as dad for her kids and Caleb was someone else's problem. I heard through the grapevine that Colette is getting divorced. Apparently, she told her husband that her kids are perfect, his isn't, and he has to choose. The better family they created, her, her two kids and him, all the out of control brat, even his ex doesn't want anymore. He chose Caleb. Knowing Colette, she's probably angry at everyone but the person who actually caused the mess, herself. Oh, actually so good. I love that in this stupid woman's mind, she actually thought that this dad was gonna choose her and her family over his own child. What a stupid ultimatum to give someone. But are you an idiot? Yes. I will say good on the husband and also good on Kayla for getting away from this entitled absolute you know what. But but still, um, you got to question why this man's marrying her in the first place, ultimately. Maybe she wasn't like that at the start. But uh, yeah, he's, he's seemingly not seen from afar or from close that she's an absolute cow. I mean, Jesus, choose me and my family or... Your autistic son, you are odd. And now for our final entitled people story of this episode. Entitled son at hospital. In a previous life, I was a nurse and one story always sticks in my mind. I was on a discharge ward, judging lots of patients trying to get home. Some by ambulance, but the majority had to rely on relatives to come and collect them. Most relatives were fine with this, but the occasional ones made it very clear that collecting their relative was an inconvenience. We had an elderly lady come down to the unit to wait one day. She was a sweetheart and we got on like a house on fire. 
I kept an eye on her throughout the day and ensured that she had food and drinks. She kept apologizing for being an inconvenience to us. She told us that her son was very busy and important and reading between the lines, it turned out that he rarely spent any time with her. He's so busy all the time, she said. I don't like to be a nuisance. She had been previously widowed and there were no other children or other relatives that she could call on. It sounded like she led a lonely life, trying to be as independent as possible. This was her first time staying in hospital. As the day wore on, I could hear the increasingly desperate phone calls she was making to him, trying to get collected. It wasn't hard to overhear him shouting down the phone at her that he was busy. Eventually, just before we were due to close, she called me over with an embarrassed face. He's here, she said. Oh, good, I said. Is he on his way in? Her face reddened and she said, he's waiting in the car and told me to get to him, but I don't think I can walk that far. She looked exhausted and like she wanted to cry. Give me a sec and I'll take you to him, I said. I grabbed a wheelchair and while she nipped the loo, I tucked a packet of sandwiches and crisps in her bag as I didn't trust that he was going to look after her at home either. We got down to the entrance and she pointed out a supercar. I can't remember the type. I saw the boot open, but no one emerged from the car. I pushed her to the door and heard a gruff, get in, from the guy in the driver's seat. I helped the lady into the car, carrying on a cheery conversation to help cover her embarrassment, but also to make a point to the son. He didn't say a word or move a muscle as I wrestled with the wheelchair and his mother and deposited her things in the boot. I said goodbye to the lady and he closed the boot with a button, revved the engine in apparent impatience, and roared out of the car park. It's not a very interesting story and there was no comeuppance for the son, but even 20 years later, I often think about that lady and wonder how she got on. I know that we don't always know what's going on in anyone's lives, but he seemed so hard on her. Oh my word, what a poor, poor lady. I I just don't like to see this sort of thing. This guy is a terrible, terrible bloke. And yes, we don't know the inner workings of his relationship with his mum, but still, awful, awful bloke. I mean, at least open, like, get out of the car. Go inside, you know? Collect your mother, who is who is ill. I hope that when she passes on, I mean, she probably has now, 20 years on, she gave all her all her money, all her, you know, estate to charity and not her absolute clown of a son. And I also hope, not only, that when her son dies, um, there's no one by his side, no one uh, by him, you know, in the hospital saying, oh my God, I'm going to miss you so much because no one cares because he's a horrible person. But secondly, that he dies soon. Ideally, before his own mother. Um, You know, maybe that's a little bit too harsh. Entitled sister-in-law tries to take credit for large cancer fundraiser donation. So, context. My mother has a friend that has terminal cancer. She got diagnosed about a year or so ago and it recently went terminal. She only has a few months left. So her friends and family decided to have a fundraiser in her honor to help cover medical slash afterlife slash bucket list costs, as well as help the family out after she passes. This lady is an amazing person. Everyone in town knows and loves her. She's a hairdresser and has been doing my mum's hair for ages. My mum has been a big part of the planning and fundraising for this event. There are a handful of this woman's friends and family taking part in it. However, most of them live an hour or so away. So the businesses and people they are getting donations from are not in our town and they don't know anyone. So my mum took it upon herself to call dang near every business in town. Family owned shops and restaurants, chain shops and restaurants, travel agencies, insurance agencies, big places of employment, etc. As well as donations from the general public 
She even got our local Walmart to donate. She's gotten everything from small items, gift cards, whole baskets, massages, discounts. She even got our local airport to donate two 30-minute airplane rides around our country. That is phenomenal. And the latest place to donate was our bowling alley. The guy who runs and owns the place is amazing. He also coaches both our high school bowling teams. When my mum called him, he said that he's gonna take a bit to think about what to donate because he wants to do something other than just a free bowl or two. He ended up ordering two new bowling balls and is donating them along with two one-hour bowling parties for 10 bowlers. That's like a $400 donation overall, at least. So anyway, he told her last week when he called to confirm what he's donating to call back in a week today to check if it's in and if she can come and pick it up. She's been posting thanks on Facebook for the donators and telling them what they've donated to kind of give a peek at what the auction baskets will include. So she called today to ask if it's in and if and when she can pick it up. She was informed then that someone already had. My mum was not made aware that someone else was picking it up. She posted about the donation on Facebook and added in the group chat that they have for their friends and family. No one outside of that chat knew that she hadn't picked them up yet. So she messaged them all asking if one of them had grabbed it and forgot to tell her, but they had no clue what she was talking about. We thought maybe some jack wagon saw the post and decided to take it for themselves. I called the owner and asked if he knew who picked the stuff up and he said, Janet. He said that since she was family, he thought that we'd sent her. My mum texted the group chat asking if anyone knew who she was. And it turns out that she is the woman's husband's sister. The sister is not in any of the group chats and hasn't attended any of the meetings regarding the fundraiser or the planning. The woman's daughter is in the group chat and is very active in the planning and the fundraising. She called her mum and asked if she heard from the sister and if she's seen the bowling balls or certificates. And her mum said that the sister had actually brought them to her home, saying that she had got this huge donation from the bowling alley. Now, none of the other donations have been going to her house. We don't want to clutter up her house and cause her stress trying to help plan. So the friends and family have been keeping the stuff at their houses until it's time for the fundraiser. So there's no other reason for her to take them to her house other than to take credit for it. I just don't understand why she would take it upon herself to go and pick up a huge donation that she didn't take part in without telling my mother, the one who got the donation, that she didn't need to go and pick it up because she had it covered. She took it straight to the woman's house without asking the group that's planning where we're storing the donations. And she didn't tell anyone that she took it. She doesn't even live in our town. She lives 30 minutes away. So she had to go so out of her way to pick this up. She took it to her sister-in-law's house, trying to take credit for this huge donation when she hasn't put in a lick of work for this fundraiser and left us worried that someone else had just taken our donation and ran off with it. Honestly, after reading this, I kind of would have rathered it be someone just steal the donation and keep it for themselves. This, if anything, is worse. At least if someone went and just stole the donation, you'd say, you know what? That's a real shame. Isn't it so sad that these things happen and people out there exist? It's terrible. However, what the sister-in-law has actually done here is try to just completely devalue the entirety of your mum's work and the the number of other donations that have been made from, you know, an insane amount of people, it sounds like. If she is claiming this as her own, what does that then mean for everybody else who's actually done the work? Do you kind of get what I'm saying? So yeah, although I'm sure you'll get the donation back and that's unbelievable. The fact that she is 
put this like doubt perhaps into the woman's mind into everyone else's mind about who's actually raising the money or what's going on here it's crazy like it's it's so much more selfish than if some random had just stolen the donation in the first place like she knows the level that your mum has gone to like the effort that your mum has put in to get these unbelievable donations yet she's still done this the audacity not just the program that i'm using to record this audio on right now niche joke but the audacity friends entitled x begs her to let him move in because he had nowhere else to go my soft-hearted friend emma finally broke up with the parasite she once called her boyfriend carl has a hundred excuses for why everyone else is the problem his bosses are mean and expect too much of him like showing up for his shifts his co-workers create a hostile work environment because they refuse to do his job for him. He's also realized that the people he called friends are not really his friends because they won't refer him for openings at their companies. Carl thinks that he has really bad luck. At the beginning of this month, one of these friends told him that their living situation is not working out. Kyle needs to find other accommodation by the month's end. He did nothing until this week. He'd been praying that his friend was a real one who wouldn't really kick him out. However, today his friend asked Kyle if he needed help packing. The month is over in one week, you see. In a panic, Kyle called Emma. He begged her to let him stay. All expenses paid by her until he gets back on his feet. People he thought were friends have shown who they really are and abandoned him. They abandoned him in his hour of need. And for what? Something as pithy as money? Don't remind him that all of his friends hosted him at some point. He not only paid no rent, he expected them to pay his living expenses. They're friends. He would do the same for them. Emma usually has a hard time saying no, but Kyle took advantage of her so badly that she said, I don't think that's a good idea. She blocked him everywhere, then called her scary sister to tell him off and threaten him away. Poor Kyle. He was turned away by everyone, abandoned, forsaken, and they knew he had nowhere to go. His mum's house does not count as somewhere to go. His mum is, in his words, a self-absorbed female dog. A good parent doesn't expect her 37-year-old son to hold down a job and pay rent. A good parent doesn't make him do chores and maintain a level of order in the common areas. A roommate wouldn't even expect this. Dropping the sarcastic tone, I am so proud of Emma for not falling for this. I hope he gets his life in order now, but even if he doesn't, at least it's not my friend's problem. Well, it sounds to me, guys, as if this man is just uh, more, of a, more of a child than a man, really. He, he's 37 years old, he can't look after himself and expects everyone else to do things for him. I mean, the point about him not even being bothered or not even seeing it as his duty to help with communal areas in a house it's crazy i mean who, who says that sort of stuff who believes that but i will say fair play for emma for standing up for yourself because i can imagine if you are you know i don't i don't want to be rude but someone that is a bit of a doormat a little bit sometimes as in someone that you know likes to please other people a people please is a, is a better way of putting it especially when you're in a relationship with somebody that you know you obviously were in love with at some point it can i imagine be extremely hard to say no to somebody even if you've, you've broken up with them and you, you're moving on because that's just the sort of person that you are on the whole a positive trait by the way i do like those sort of people but sometimes they can be a little bit too i don't know naive or, or kind of welcoming of other people when they shouldn't be perhaps too trusting who knows nonetheless fair play to her for saying you know what no at this point it's gone too far you're done get out of my life you man child entitled neighbor leaves a note on my car every single week i live in an apartment building with no parking so i have no choice but to park on the street my street also has a school on it that prohibits parking on its side monday to friday until 6 p.m 
The other side has a two-hour parking, even for permit holders. The entire area is permit parking only, which I have. So there are a total of about seven spots on my block where permit holders can leave their cars. Because of this, I can never get a spot on my block and I park one block down, which is the same permit zone. This area is all houses and each one has a driveway. I typically don't use my car every day, but I never go without it for long stretches unless I'm traveling. It's also a parking violation here to leave your car in one spot for longer than 72 hours which apparently some people take very seriously. Recently, one of my neighbors has been leaving a note on my car every single week. This is not an exaggeration. I've gotten four notes in the last four weeks citing the above parking code, even if my car has only been there for less than two days. The note always says that I can't leave my car in one spot for multiple days, which technically I have 72 hours. I always ignore it because even if I do get reported, which I'm sure I have been, someone from the city comes out the next day for an inspection and then monitors the vehicle for the next 72 hours to see if it's still there. This law is really to prevent abandoned vehicles, not for people getting upset about cars parked in front of their houses for multiple days. The hilarious part is that the note goes on to say how disrespectful it is to your neighbors to leave your cars parked in front of their houses but constantly leaving notes on cars is totally respectful. This has been going on for months, but this was the first time I got four notes in a row, and now I'm going for the high score. I know it's a law, and I rarely leave my car parked in one spot for longer than three days, never more than a week unless I'm traveling, in which case I leave it at the office to avoid street sweeping. Also, my car isn't old, dirty, or looks abandoned. This person truly just has nothing better to do with their life. Okay, that is going to do it for the best post from r slash entitled people and r slash entitled parents of 2023. Really hope you guys enjoyed this one. If you did and you haven't already done so, drop a like on this one, subscribe and follow on whatever platform you're on. And yeah, let's hope for even more classic entitled people stories in 2024. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.